Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Never, it never gets old. It never gets old. I really, really love that intro music. Gets me, gets me all uh, if hyped up. Every yeah, time. just like jammed, hyped up. just jammed, ready to go. If if you guys don't get pumped up from that music, you don't like the eight bit, old school, gaming music. What's know, the best GTFO? Like, um, old you know school eight bit gaming music that you Zelda, remember? Zelda. Yeah, that was a good one. You can't beat it. I mean, I guess... Castlevania? That was a good one. I don't remember that. <clears throat> I don't remember that. You don't remember the game? I, I remember the name of the game. Don't think I ever played it. And He had that I chain, rem- that whip chain? I don't remember the... Whip, uh, cha- whip chain. The whip? Whip? Uh, you know what game I played on Nintendo all the time that a lot of people don't even know existed? Excite Bike. Well, Yes. I did play that. Uh, Fester's Quest. Well, I I never had that, but I think I remember renting that once from the Mazan Market. Oh, man. Was that a, a Adam's Family game? Yeah, Uncle Fester. Yeah, I remember that. And you like, it was base, It was very similar to, um, I don't know, like a Mario, really. I mean, and you went through the castle, like you went through their house, and uh, I remember you ate spiders. Yeah. Because he would eat spiders because he's weird what was your favorite it's weird nintendo like regular nintendo nes system game duck hunt duck I, hunt was your favorite nintendo game 100 percent. i played duck hunt so much you need to stop because there's no possible way that's true i'm telling you it was better than super mario brothers 3 i mean i did play a lot of super mario brothers but i was so freaking obsessed with duck hunt you like better than zelda uh, i mean it Zelda was the, a little hard. The me right now would say, no, I didn't like it better than Zelda because right now I know how great Zelda was. But at the time, like the only game I played was Duck Hunt. I mean, I liked that game too. And the I had time. A, did you ever have a Nintendo Power Pad? No, I didn't. Uh, my One of my friends had one. I never had one, but they had the Power Pad and then they had that track and field game. Where you'd run. Yeah. But we'd just get down on our hands and knees and hit them with our hands really they fast. Have, uh, didn't they have like competitions for that? I'm sure. Like where people would like literally try to win. Yeah. Or I don't know, like run real fast. I love the game Super Stupid. Mario Brothers 3, obviously, and 2. But I really also liked uh, Kirby's Adventure. That game was amazing. Mm, I was never uh, a Kirby guy. Did you ever play it? Oh, yeah. But I didn't like it. I didn't like Kirby. Huh. It's not a fan. Well, that's I, interesting. I think it was because... He's dumb. Like, he's a dumb character. I thought it was super cool. What, what captured my imagination about Kirby was that he could eat the people, and then he took their powers. 
Yeah. So it was like cool to run around and see like, I wonder if I can get there. You see like a new guy and you're like, I wonder if they can get their power. And what, what's like, their power going to be? It's just like one level better than uh, Pac-Man. <laughs> what? It's nothing like Pac-Man at all. You it was eat like guys. a platformer. Like... You eat guys. He gets their powers though. I mean, it's a little more open world, but <laughs> it's nothing like <laughs> it's like Pac-Man. it's like one step above Pac-Man. I used to go to the Mazan laundromat Kirby. and play Miss Pac-Man. I wonder oh, yeah. if it's still there. No. Well, it was with Eats and Treats. Okay. Remember Eats and Treats? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the old Brookman adventure. Yeah. Well, no, I used to go to that. Laund- no, the laundromat and the Eats and Treats are completely different. I thought that it was the same room. No, not at all. The laundromat's <laughs> still there. It is? Yeah, of course it is. I, I had no idea. You don't travel to the metropolis no, of Mazan. Or, I don't really pay attention to Jerry lives two miles outside Mazan, and three, he's too good. No, ex- like exactly three. And he's too good to go to Mazan. What do I need to go downtown he's for? He's from Mazan, and he won't even go to Mazan. No, I'm from Verona. Thank well, you. You're, what's your address right now? Well, I live in Mazan now, but I'm originally a descendant of the first family of Verona. We talk about this every single <laughs> podcast. You should know by now. Yes. Royalty doesn't care about this stuff. This mundane, like, oh, I'm the uh, from the lowly streets of Mazan. You're like your royal Verona ship is a lot like the olden days when, you know, the king would like marry their daughter off to like the French king. Yeah, so yeah, all I'm the... kind of like the French king. I don't like the French. Well, so don't. Not the, well, Verona. Well, that'd be more Italian. That's a de- Italian. Okay, Roman. So your dad, like the Italian king, married yep. his son off. His yeah, because it's not his eldest son. So you're a son that doesn't matter, right? Right. So he married his son <laughs> off. Yeah. To like um, the king of Mazonia. But they're actually not even in Mazan Township technically, or, or have a Mazan address. Oh, well that that really throws a wrench in the works. Because Lowry Road there is the cutoff. If you're on the north side of Lowry Road, it's Morris. If you're on the south side of Lowry That's, Road, oh, okay, it's Mazan. Well, that totally, yeah. So, good one. So he married his his lowest son to just nobody, just a commoner, just a commoner. Yeah. So he basically cast you out. Correct, but together you were cast out of the keep. But together, our powers combined. And we are now Captain Planet. <laughs> so I'm your hero. I had a, a listener suggestion. Hmm, really? Since um, Arbor Day is coming Was up. it about like us not talking about me being in the, the first family? No, everybody it comes loves up all that. the time. <laughs> um, it was about Arbor Day coming up. Yeah, trees. They thought we should do a the, podcast on the not just like... Like famous trees in the comics. I see what you're doing, world. Here, Chris. You're trying to sell more trees. <laughs> no, are I'm you, telling you, it was a legitimate viewer suggestion. Are you downtrodden? Is your business failing? No, we're <laughs> we're doing quite well. <laughs> Is the tree game up? Is it I mean, over with? To be are you fair, switch to bushes. To be honest, I don't have any idea because I don't run it anymore. Yeah, but. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Your wife does do all of the work. <laughs> well, in one of their businesses. <laughs> Oh yeah, right. Good point. <laughs> um, so so what's new? So what do we we're talking about trees then? No, the suggestion was like um, since it's Arbor Day to have an episode that focuses on like famous trees from like comic books or comic book movies oh, or like just like pop je- culture, like movies. the Jedi tree. Yes. Yeah. 
That's a good. That's a great one. I know. Or like um, their suggestion was like, like, you know, in Harry Potter, they have the Whomping Willow. Yeah. Or in um, uh, what's that? Uh, the Animal Kingdom tree. Yeah. In Disneyland. Yeah, the Tree of Life. That's what it is. The Tree of Life. But there's. It was, but then it's I'm, like a giant. It's not a real tree, obviously, but it's based off a real tree, right? I mean, no, but it's freaking awesome. Isn't it, isn't it scaled off of like a legit tree? Well, I don't know about that, but it's carved like with intricate animal carving designs all over it. It's amazing. Oh, it is? Oh, it's incredible. But it's like foam. Yeah, probably like cement. I don't know. Mm. Probably like that kind of cement where they make like a wireframe and then they like splatter spray yeah, it on. I'm positive that's the way it was made. I'm like, I think I saw like I mean, a How else would it be made? Yeah, I don't know. Do you get to go up to it and like see it? Oh, yeah. I've never been to the, it. It's, t- it's tough to be a bug show is inside the tree. Really? Yeah, they have like a 4D movie experience thing. Oh, and you can go in the for tree? For a bug's life and you go in it. Damn. And you can like walk around all around the tree or like nature trails and you walk like in and out of the tree. Well, I didn't know that. It's awesome. Huh. Hey. The kids met uh, Flick. Is it Flick? The ant from A Bug's Life? I think so. Flick or Flake? It's definitely not Flake. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Flake. He's like, we made a new character. We're going to name him Flake. <laughs> you won't ever see him. He doesn't come around much. He's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. He told us he was going to be here. Totally lets down. I don't know where he's colony. at. <laughs> That's funny. What was the deal with there being a bug's life and then ants <laughs> in the same year from two different companies? Oh, yeah. It was like a big bug challenge. Like, how does... But they, they must have started production at the same time. No, I think one of them heard about the other and was like, we can fucking talk about ants better than you. Which one of those movies is better? Ants. I agree. Yeah, I like ants. I do too. Because of the whole cricket thing. Grasshopper, locust. Okay. Isn't that Woody Allen? Isn't he an ants? He's the voice of the yeah, ants, right? he is. And... um. I don't know that I've ever seen a Bug's Life all the way through. I've seen bits I've and seen, pieces. No, I've seen a Bug's Life. I'm a sure lot I of have, times. but but I do like ants better. I, yeah, that was. A, I think ants was like the the one that was like not received as well. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that happens a lot in Hollywood. There's like a, there's even a name for it because it happens so often. Oh yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of movies like, that um, are the same exact movie came out. Yeah, like Dante's Peak, and then there was another volcano. volcano. Yeah. And then it happens literally like every year. Yeah. Yeah, because that's they can't come up with new movies, and they have to compete against each other. So I think it's like they're making the audience pick. There was that White House Down, and then there was like... Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, um, shoot. Attack on... Attack the White House? No, it was like Attack on... Oh, there on... was um, Armageddon, and then there was another asteroid one in the Deep Impact, like the yeah. same time. No, but isn't there one about uh, what's the address of the White House? Uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? That's a movie. <laughs> That's a movie? That was a show. There was a, a show called 1600 Pen. Oh, I thought that was a movie. Josh That's, Gad. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't think so, but... Oh, know. here's a list of some of them. Armageddon and Deep Impact, same year. Yeah. Babe and Gordy, same year. Yep. The Prestige and the Illusionist, oh, same yeah. year. Oh, yeah, Babe and Gordy. What do you think about The Prestige and the Illusionist? Did you see both of those movies? I saw The Prestige. I did see That's both. That's the one with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that one I like better. They I, were both amazing. 
I, I think I rem- like the illusionist better. I don't. I'm tr- I'm trying to remember the illusionist. I don't know if I remember it. That one was kind of creepier. The pre- prestige. I saw that one when I was deployed because I remember when that came out. And I know I know the illusionist came out the same year, but I don't. I didn't the prestige see it. had a Michael Caine. Yes, love him. If you guys ever want to know how to do. Uh, Michael Caine, British teach, accent. Teach me how just to say the words "my cocaine." My cocaine. <laughs> oh, my cocaine. <laughs> That's all it is. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's like khakis and car keys for Boston people. Khakis. No, you say khakis. Khakis. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Other ones. Um, Chasing Liberty and First Daughter. I don't care about those. Yeah, that sounds like Volcano and Dante's Peak, Ants and a Bug's Life, Turner and Hooch and Canine. Canine mm. starring your favorite James Belushi, Jim Belushi. Really? I not, like his, the, not the other Belushi. I like his brother better. <laughs> According to Jim, Canine's better. Ooh, <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah. That was good. Olympus has fallen and White House down. That's a movie. Okay, that's, go. yep. That has a. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Friends with Benefits and No Strings Attached. Shark Tale and Finding Nemo. Mirror Mirror and Snow White and the Huntsman. Red Planet, Mission to Mars. Top Gun and Iron Eagle. But see, that's that's not... (laughs) Iron Eagle. Iron Eagle was a ripoff. Come on. Yeah, that wasn't even... That's not a thing. Um, That's not a thing. There's so many of these. I can't even keep going with them because there's so many. Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. Um... Strip tease and showgirls. Okay, wait, 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 wait. We got to go back. Tombstone and Wyatt Earp. This is a big. Everybody loves Tombstone, right? Like everybody across the board. Tombstone is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, and it is. It is a phenomenal movie. I have always preferred Wyatt Earp. Kevin Costner. Yes, I think Kevin Costner is a far superior Wyatt Earp. The only issue was people didn't like Dennis Quaid. As Doc Holliday. Okay. I did. Gene I w- Hackman, what was he? He was in that. I don't know. We're talking about Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner right now. I like Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid in that movie, He, I remember he sits down and he's talking to uh, Wyatt Earp, which was Kevin Costner, obviously, and he says, uh, um, he's talking about, like, I am a dentist. And how does it go? He's like, I am proud to be a dentist. And then he just keeps going on, and then he starts talking about friends. He's like, do you have any friends, Wyatt Earp? And he just, like, shakes his head, and he says, neither do I, but you're my friend. <laughs> and they had literally, like, just met. And, like, Dennis Quaid lost, like, 50 pounds for that role. He's, like, super thin and frail and gross. You couldn't barely tell it was even him. I, I didn't realize it was him until, like, way later. I love Dennis Quaid. And He's great. I Everybody says that the Doc Holliday and Tombstone – is very good. He is. You know, I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, yeah. He's the best, he's, man. Val Kilmer. No, I like I'll be Dennis. A Huckleberry. I like Dennis Quaid's Doc Holliday better. You know what my favorite Dennis Quaid movie is? Um, The one pitcher movie. What's that one? Uh, The Rookie? or No, uh, it's not that one. It's Inner Space. I don't know that. It's the one where he gets shrunk down and he goes like inside the human body. I've never. It's freaking I awesome. Know, I don't know that. It's awesome. It's a great movie. Hmm. It sounds good. Check out Inner Space, everybody. Yeah, and check out Wyatt Earp, where he, I'm going to go with Quaid Tombstone is, for sure. Is Doc Holliday? It's a like a three hour movie, so it's a little bit of a 
a little bit of a uh, you know commitment. What's your favorite Kevin Costner movie? Uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. It's a good movie by far. I don't think it's my favorite, but it's a good movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I'm gonna have to go with Tin Cup, mm. or I really liked um, The Postman. Ooh, The Postman is very good. That got terrible. That did Everybody terrible hated at the that movie. box office. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I I like that movie a lot too. You know who told me about that? Me, my good friend Nate. Pagoda. Young Nathan? Young Nathan. Oh. Mr. Pagoda. He was supposed to be you here. You guys heard from him last week. Yeah, he he wanted to be here again. Um, and I kind of forgot he was uh, he wanted to be here again. I didn't tell him. Oh, man. He might be working, though. So I don't know. I don't know what his schedule was. Um, but he wanted to be here last night. But uh, we didn't do it last night. So That's my fault. That's fine. We did it tonight. And dun, 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 dun. Uh, the reason he wanted to be here is because he said, and I'll let him explain it, but... He was talking about historical facts on something about the only time he spoke um, <laughs> yeah, in the he podcast. Didn't talk much. Uh, what was he talking about? He texted me because he said he got it wrong. He got some of his facts wrong, and he needed to redeem himself. We needed to start doing a correction segment because I listened back to the podcast. And nine times out of ten, I'm like, oh, that's super wrong. That's yes. wrong. That's yes. wrong. <laughs> and I think about, I, I, there's so many times where I say, oh, it's this one thing. And then I'm driving my truck on the way to work and I'm screaming at my radio saying, it's this. Yeah. Like, you idiot. We're going to have a correction segment at the beginning of every podcast going forward. He said he's got to correct my historical facts for Guinness. Oh, the Guinness record book origin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's yeah, like, yeah. He's like, apparently he knows where the book origin came from, and he, he said it wrong. So we'll let him do that at some point. He doesn't need to. Nobody oh, knows. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows where it came from. Nobody but, knows or cares. Oh, Nate does. He sits at home and watches his historical documentaries on YouTube for hours on end while sharpening knives in a chair. Sounds amazing. That's what he does. Sounds like a great life. It's just a thing that he does. Yeah, sharpening it does. Sharpening knives is fun. I love sharpening knives. Do you ever have a whetstone? Yes, of course I have. I have one. It's awesome. And so I sharpen my kitchen knives, but right behind you all the time. And Amy cannot stand the sound of... It is obnoxious, the of sound. metal on a stone. She can't handle it. Like, I've done it to where she went to the bathroom, like in our bathroom, in our bedroom which is across the house, and I've been sharpening a knife out here. She comes out of the bedroom running out saying, stop. I'm like, what? Stop what? She's like, I can hear you doing that. And she's two two rooms over with doors closed. Come on, lady. Your, your ears are something. Speaking of your lovely wife, she's in Africa. She is. Have you heard much from her? Yeah, I talked to her today. By she, the time you guys hear this podcast, she'll be safely home, home from Africa. Yeah, she gets home on uh, April 1st. And uh, yeah, it'll be well after April 1st when this comes out. But uh, she she loves it. She's having a great time. She said it's super humid and hot, which she was not used to when she got there. Uh, but today she got to be in a, the clinic. She got to work with uh, the doctor that's there. Oh, like this, in the capacity as a, of a nurse? Yeah. So like she, for real, or did she they said not she really was, let her do anything? Uh, she said she was passing out meds and doing things like in the clinic with him. Um, the cool story about this doctor, though, is that when they went to... So Ian and Janine Maxwell are the, is this couple that started this... It's like a foster home, but they're legal guardians of these people. So it's literally like they're kids. Because um, that's the only way that they can raise them is if they're legal, legal guardians. That's the only way the king of this country... Uh, Swaziland will let them 
have the kids. Um, so they're legal guardians of like 210 children, but, uh, and then they're, they're raising them and they have their own schools. So they have everything basically that they need on the site. This guy, they call him Dr. Nick, which is kind of funny cause it's like the Simpsons. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Nick. That's what I kept saying. Nobody thought it was funny. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Nick. He, uh, so they hired this guy when they first got there, like 12 years ago now. And he had no education whatsoever. He was just there as like labor and was like cutting down trees and clearing bush and helping build things. And he had just expressed his interest in like the medical field and they sent him to school and he ended up graduating school and becoming a medical doctor and coming back and working solely for them. Huh. Uh, yeah. On the place. It's pretty cool. Cause he had literally no education whatsoever. I mean, he just lived in the right in Swaziland, you know, it's pretty neat, but now he's their doctor and Amy was working with him and they did like 39 different people today. Uh, like giving him things, uh, their medication, doing like checkups and different things. They process like 39 people through. And she said that normally that's like a week and a half worth of work for him, just him alone, like right. just doing it. But he, it was her, I think and a couple other people, but, um, he was like so excited that he had like actual help. Yeah. And he's like, when are you coming back? Please tell me when you're coming back. She's like, I, I don't know. She can't like, cause she come back and then he's like, See ya. Yeah. I'm well, I here. told her on the, I told, yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm out. I got to go here because like, I don't have anybody to blame it. Yeah. On these people. <laughs> um, but I, t- I told her today, I was like, you know, maybe you could get a job there. I was like, but I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to come there and neither are our kids, but you know, if it's something you want to do, <laughs> I guess. And she just, she just chuckled and said, Oh, Jer. Oh, you know, Mr. Oh, Gerald. the prowler. She's like, quit prowling. She doesn't know anything about the prowler. She doesn't know about the prowler yet, but she's going to find out because I'm going to be prowling when she gets home. If you know what I mean, (laughs) I don't. What do you mean? Uh, Sex. Oh, talking strictly (laughs) about sex. Okay. She would think that was embarrassing. Hey, so real quick, I've got some, I got some news that I want to talk about and I want I want your take on this. I got some news as well. I brought it up before the podcast, but it's about the show Gotham. I haven't watched it much i've seen like the first two or three seasons um but it's their last season and they're promoting it obviously like the finale the finale is like april 28th wait that's a series finale yeah it's i didn't know that yeah it's done i'm only i'm two seasons behind i think it's the 28th or 18th something like that um and it says they're promoting it as the dark knight is upon us gotham Oh, and so this is just going to like end as Batman's. It says Gotham's Dark Knight officially rises in series fu- finale poster. And they have a poster that they put out today that you can see like the backside of it's just the back of his head. Right. It's the back of the cowl, the cowl of Batman. My question is, is how are they going to run through enough story and years in this final season to make him Batman. Cause he's still a kid, right? So, and this is coming from a person that has not watched the last few seasons whatsoever. I have no idea how old he is. Anymore. I mean, he's, he's definitely not a kid kid, but he's, he's, yeah, like, he's probably 18, 
by this point. He is. Oh, so he could be. Well, I don't know about 18, but I mean, he's an older teen. Because like when I was watching it, he was like 11 or 12 years old and not and clearly not big enough to be Batman or be able to like do Batman things. Okay, let me let me see this. He's probably like. Because I've never met a 12-year-old kid to be able to go out 12. and jujitsu some people down. He's at least 16. Now he is. But at yeah. the beginning, I'm saying when I've watched it. How long I has show it, been on? Five years? I don't know. I a don't, while. I don't know when it started. Um, yeah. It's... So he's probably like 16, 17, 18, somewhere in that range. Okay. Plus, they could always do the thing like he becomes Batman, then he like gets his ass kicked, and then he goes on his hiatus to the... Because yeah. they're not going to show any of that, right? This is going to no. end. What I think they're going to do is they're going to end it with him in the suit. I think so, too. Like, you for know. the first time. Right. And that's the first you'll see of it is the end, him in the suit. Done. I mean, he's been... Okay, so and I'm, I haven't watched the last two seasons, and the last time I watched it, he was heavily training in, like, fighting and everything. So he's, like, okay. I capable. Haven't, I haven't even seen that. Yeah, he's capable. I haven't even seen him doing any sort of fighting whatsoever a lot of whining like whining and yelling at alfred which alfred is badass i would watch a show about that dude the the alfred from the gotham show yeah i mean he's no michael kane well no but michael kane also wouldn't be a very good like ss no it is cool that he's like kind of a badass yeah like, like a that. Secret Service, like, bare-knuckle boxer. To too. me, that makes more sense. Definitely. You know, that he would be... Listen, it's not a bad show. It's a good show. Yeah, no, I know it's a good show. And I and I should have I should have followed it more. And with me being as, like, like so into Batman as I am, you would have figured that I, I would have been watching it's this. It's pretty embarrassing, really. That's not. I'm not embarrassed about it at all. You can be if you want to be embarrassed. No, I mean, I, I would be embarrassed if I was you. Really? Yeah. I feel like there's a lot more other things I should be embarrassed about than that. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things in my life. I've been, I've been uh, still catching up on Justified. Okay. I, I haven't. I'm, um, it's become more of a, like, um, what do you call it? Like a procedural. Procedural. That's point. what you said, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I like it. What, what, do, what, what do you, I don't understand what you have against a procedural. I don't have anything against a procedural, but I don't think I'd like rate it super high, a procedural. So well, let me get this straight. Have you gotten out of the first season yet? No. Okay. So what are you rating it on? Really? I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you know. Skip like, it. What are you basing this off what of else when you you've seen eight shows? Um, so DC had, uh, DC Comics had number 1,000. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Batman come out. Um, Detective Comics, I guess I should say. Detective Comics number 1000 uh, came out, and it was a big deal for DC. Uh, I saw a lot of things. A lot of comic book creators on um, Twitter were shouting out DC and and Detective Comics because, I mean, Detective Comics, Comics is DC, right? It is? Yeah. That's what it started as. I didn't know that. That's why it's called DC. Really? Yeah. Huh. Are you serious? Are I didn't you... know that. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I it never originated about it. as De- Detective Comics, and then they just shortened it to DC. But they've never went back to the whole Detective Comics thing. They just always have had a run of Detective Comics. You'll never not see that. Yeah, they've you always know? had that book, right? Um, yeah, and they've renumbered it a couple times, but now 
uh, they've on detective comics. Number 1000 came out and, um, it says it confirms Dick Grayson is the most important Robin. Oh, that's, I saw that news. So that was something I was going to bring up. So why is he the most important Robin? Uh, oh, I'm reading it right now, actually. Um, cause he kind of gets, uh, bitchy with Batman. He's always bad mouthing Batman afterwards when he becomes Nightwing, right? Yeah. He's not like a big fan of Batman. No, he's not at all. They have a lot of fights. They don't. They kind of clash. But I mean, Dick Grayson is the standby. He's kind of a badass. He stepped in for Batman several times, right? Oh yeah, he was. He was Batman for a little while. Yeah. So was um. And they share the same like um, upbringing. Who's let's let's go here. Who do you think? Give me your top five Robins in order. Starting at five. Top five? Oh, man. Or you can go down, too, if you want. Um, or top three. Whatever whatever comes to your mind. Jason Todd is in there. I guess I, I don't know. I can't rank them right off the bat. Jason, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne, Dick Grayson. Who else? Tim Drake. Uh, or, uh, yeah, Tim Drake. Uh, what's the one from The Dark Knight? Uh Carrie Kelly, Carrie, Carrie Kelly. Is that it? Yeah. Isn't that all of them? I don't. I, yeah, I think so. I don't think I know any others besides those. That I'm we sure just there's said. one that we're forgetting. But um, and anyway, so out of those five, um, rank them. Honestly, I think Jason Todd would probably be my favorite. Really? Yeah. And then, I mean, Dick Grayson is like the epitome of Robin, I guess, because he's the, like the first, the first person that you see fall into the whole Robin hood, I guess thing, I guess you'd call it Robin hood. I don't know. Robin. (laughs) You know what I mean? I didn't mean like Robin hood, but like being Robin. Um, I don't know. I just have an issue with him being, um, just kind of a dick. Yeah. Like this dude's trying to help you. Your parents die because they're tumblers. Like, quit it. You yeah. know, we're not Jesse White tumblers here. I Stop love the it. Jesse White tumblers, man. Yeah, they're very good. I'm a huge fan. I didn't mean to take away from you tumblers. Although Jesse White needs to get his act straight because he keeps raising my uh, license plate fees. That's <laughs> bullshit. Um, that's an Illinois thing. If you're not from Illinois, you wouldn't understand. You don't know what taxes are? Well, they don't know Jesse White has anything to do with the licensing. Right. He's the secretary of state defense. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm basically, uh, the secretary of defense. All right. Since you're doing such a poor job, can I rank mine? I guess. Robins? Yeah. I For just, me, I don't think I can rank them. Number one, far and away. Best Robin is Tim Drake. By far. You think so? Yeah. I think he's the most powerful or capable on his own. Maybe yeah. not best fighter. I couldn't necessarily say that. Okay. Tim Drake is the smartest by far. They've confirmed that his intellect is as good as Batman's or better. They have, yeah. He's like a computer genius guy, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of nerdy. And he's kind of a badass. And he's Red Robin, and then he's got a cool suit when he's Red Robin after that. Tim Drake, by far for me, number one. Number two for me, if I'm ranking my favorites, I'm oh. going Damian Wayne. Damian's pretty good. I like Damian. Um, I like that he 
is like such a badass and he's he'll like kill people. <laughs> oh yeah. He doesn't care about any of that. No, he's awesome. Um then I'd have to go with if I'm going with my favorite, I'd probably have to go with I'd probably go with Dick Grayson cuz I like Nightwing. No, Dick Grayson's definitely above that. He's It depends yeah. how you're ranking it. Your favorites or who do you think's the best? If you're going to who do you think is the best? Number 1 for me is Tim Drake, number 2 is definitely oh. Dick Grayson. Number no, three is I probably... I still think Dick Grayson's better. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Then who? Tim Drake? Yeah. No. I think so. Um, And then number three, I would go Damian Wayne. And then number four would be Jason Todd. He's got an anger problem. He comes a red hood. Yeah. And then number five, I'd go... I don't even know if you can count Kerry Kelly, to be honest. This is what I didn't know. I just looked it up is that I didn't realize that he comes... Uh... Um, he stole he stole the wheels off of the Batmobile. Who did? Jason Todd. I believe it. He was a dick. Wasn't? I mean, he's cool. <laughs> I think he's cool. He's he, he's like edgier. Death 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 of the family or in the family. That's a good one with him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> read that? The I dude. Well, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. <laughs> But I think uh, Tim Drake, hands down. Mm. I don't know. I just like the fact that he becomes like Jason Todd becomes another vigilante besides Batman. But like a darker one. Yeah. And it's the original Joker. Well, the Red Hood was like the, the Joker in disguise, right? I don't remember. But yeah, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. Dick Grayson's like the original, like the OG, you know? Yeah. That's why I think he should be the best. That's why I think by far Tim Drake is better because he wasn't whiny bitch. He was like always (laughs) on the same team. He was on the same level intelligence wise as Batman. Yeah. He was like a computer genius. He was kind of nerdy. He was a hardcore good fighter. He's the best. All right. I agree to disagree. Hey, I read some other news, too. Okay. Uh, the Russo brothers have revealed their future after Endgame with Marvel. Um. Okay, I didn't read this, and I'm curious as to what you have to say. What, 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 are they continuing on with Avenger movies? No. No, it's done. No. Oh, uh, Avengers is completely done. Yeah, I mean, they'll reboot it again. Something else. But they won't have anything to do with it, I'm Well, and I think they're, that's what this article is talking about. Um, but it's kind of a letdown because they basically say, we love Marvel. We've had an incredible run with them. That's why we've made four movies in six years with them. They're like family. I think they do a great job of separating church and state. State, Where we're focused on the projects we're focused on and someone else will focus on the other projects. We'd work with them in any capacity moving forward, and we value as much as anything in our work life the quality of the people we're around and the quality of life that we have when we're working with these people. Marvel is A++ when you're... It's A++ when you're working with Marvel. So it sounds like they're definitely on... They're going to make another Marvel movie. Yeah, for sure. Whatever it is. What do you think they'll do? We've never really talked about that. Like, what's the plan post-Endgame? And nobody really knows. I mean, we know for a fact they're making I, another Black Panther. Yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to, like, pay more attention to the Sony properties, like X-Men. I, I really That's do Fox. think. 
or that's what I meant. I meant Fox. Sony's uh, Spider-Man. Um, I really think whatever they've got from Fox, I think they're going to start paying attention to that stuff and start throwing that out there. I bet you they do another Wolverine. They've stuff. already said they're doing another Wolverine. Oh, they have. Oh, I guess I mean, they wasn't aware. First of, of that. all, you got to understand that that's probably fifty percent of the reason why they bought Fox. Oh, was well, just I for Wolverine. You know I don't I mean? blame them. It's a phenomenal character, and you know you can make money off of it. Right. People, everybody loves it. They're going to make the next Avengers with the new set of people. Like they're going to do like Spider Man and Doctor Strange and Black Panther and Wolverine will be the next Avengers because I don't think Do- Robert Downey Jr survives this no he'll be dead i don't think captain Cap america survives this i think maybe chris hemsworth said he'd play thor again but all their contracts are up all of them yeah yeah none of them like are the major guy i'm talking yeah the, the i don't know about mark ruffalo kevin feige had said that like this this era of the avengers is over you know like all these people none of the, it would come out in the news if any of these people signed on to do any more movies but all of their contracts are over well, I don't know about all of them. I well, know about I mean, Mark Ruffalo. No, like you said, like the like Black Panther, Spider Man, all these people are still coming back. But when it comes to like Captain America, um, Doctor Strange, I don't think he's. I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch is coming back, is he? Oh yeah, for sure. For one, maybe I think he's got one no, more he'll movie. Be back. I think he's going to be the keystone of the whole next year. Really? You think so? Of, Man, I didn't think he'd be. I think he'd do like one more. He's and only be done. done two movies. Um, wasn't he in uh, he's his own in an Infinity War? Yeah, yeah he wasn't in it. Civil War, was he? Um, no, he wasn't. It was after that. Yeah, I think so. that's it. Huh. Okay. Well, maybe. He, uh, yeah, maybe he will do a lot more. I just didn't think he'd have too big of a role after Endgame. I think he will. Hmm. But he's got to be expensive. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's as expensive as uh. Robert Downey Jr. No, at this he's point, he's like the most expensive person in the world. At this right point, now. yes, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch Biatch is at the time that they started making the movies, he's the most famous person they've brought on. Yes, I would agree. I mean, I'm a, Robert Downey Jr. was obviously really famous, but he was not like. But this like brought him back into right. That's my point. He like, wasn't like reality. Benedict Cumberbatch was the Hollywood it guy. When he got cast as Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with that. So is it, so is it centered around a, like a Wolverine, a Wolverine, what would it be? Wolverine, Spider-Man. I mean, Wolverine's Hulk. been in the Avengers. No, I know. I'm saying the new one. Is that what they're going to do? I don't know. I mean, I don't think anybody knows. If, if it is, I mean, we won't see that for a while because they haven't no. even, I mean, they haven't even come out with anything I mean, after related Civil to... War, in the comics, I mean, I can think of the next big, big event. I mean, maybe not the next one, but Avengers versus X-Men was a huge event in yeah. the comics. Yeah, it was huge. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't think Wolverine is, I think Wolverine is going to be a phenomenal like movie franchise for them again. I just don't know if they're going to bring them into Avengers. I don't see that happening anytime soon. They really don't. I think they'd go a different route. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Well, Jerry, should we get to the big snarf madness bracket challenge? Um, Oh yeah. We got to go. We got to talk about that. 
Yeah. So we did. Or did some, you have more news? No, not not anything of uh, weight of gravitas. You know the what do they call that? Where you grab nuts. I don't know what <laughs> do they call that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what it's called. Something like that, like nut grabbing. Nut um, grabbing. Yeah, we so we ranked uh, the first round and second round. We're going to talk about the third round winners today, right? Our third round winners. Yeah. So, um, or we scored. I shouldn't say ranked. We scored the first round, second. Well, round. Well, let's uh, bring it back for anybody that's just joining us that yeah. maybe hasn't listened in the last. Recap year. it for me. Recap. Quick recap. Um, this is Snarf Madness 2019 round three. So we're doing a March Madness bracket challenge. If it you're is, from the South, tree. <laughs> it that's is, what they say. What's the best sci-fi fantasy film of the last 10 years? We had a bracket about three, two or three weeks ago now when you're listening to this um, that people filled out and sent in. Mm-hmm. They're going to win some merchandise and a mystery gift card. Boy, I'm excited to know what that mystery gift card is going to be. I am too. What is it going to be? I think it's going to be Bed Bath & Beyond. Do you have any new ideas? Maybe Ikea. Ooh. You know, you could get a nice desk. You could get a, you know, a flughorn. Of, yeah, right. <laughs> That's what I, or the meatballs, really. That's the only reason why people go there. You get a handful of meatballs? Yeah, big old gravitas of meatballs, <laughs> right? <laughs> Is that what that's called? <laughs> that's exactly what it's called. That's what I thought. So if you are not in this game already and you're listening to this, it's too late to get your bracket in. But you can go onto our Instagram or Facebook page, find the bracket, just search, scroll back through our old posts. Find the bracket. You can follow along. We're not going to recap the first and second round picks. You'll have to go back and listen to the last two podcasts for that. Mm-hmm. But we're going to do our round three picks so this would be the winners of the Sweet Eight. So we're going to be picking the Elite Eight tonight, right? Yeah, it it would be the Elite Eight because we did the Sweet Sixteen. We're also going to give week. you guys an update on the scoring. So like, who won the first round? Who got destroyed in the first yeah. round? Who who won the was second an round? Embarrassment. Yeah, there's some <laughs> embarrassments. Yeah, and it it's a you know a shame shame on them. Yeah, we we told you what you needed to do. Yeah, all you had to do was do it. Now, the key, got, key point here, guys, you are picking to match our brackets, not right. choosing what your favorite movies are. We have this, like, God complex where we want you, like, to do what we tell you to. We do. are the gods of snarf <laughs> I in, mean, our, in our little snarf world. So. Right. We are in a snarf world, and I'm a snarf girl. I'm a snarfy girl <laughs> in a snarfy world. You're supposed to say I, the next part. Yeah, I don't know. Imagination. I've, is that, is yeah, that how it goes? I, I think so, but what do I say about Snarf? You, you said all the Snarf stuff. You go, come on, Snarfy, let's go party. Ah, 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 yeah. Come on, Snarfy. Let's go. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, stop now it. that you've all Please stop. your ears destroyed, <laughs> you're like crashing your cars into that's the side. All right, should we get on with our picks for the Elite Eight? eight. Gerald? Turd round. And guys, hang on after this because I think we're going to do what's in the box. What's, what's in the, the box? box? I'm going to tell you, what's man. What's in it? People are really excited about what's in the box. I love it. I really do because it's it's literally just a, as a surprise to me as it is anyone else because I literally, I don't know what's in the box. You it's a don't surprise even, to me and they're my comics. And you've spent the money on this stuff and you don't even know what's in the box. That's right, Jerry. It's fun. Okay. I love it. 
Should we go ahead? Uh, okay, first matchup in the third round. For if both you, of us. If you go in the top left corner, the Eastern Conference. To uh, remind people, I had, and Jerry had, both in the Sweet 16, Rogue One versus Black Panther. Yeah. Yes, in the Sweet 16. Yes. So, Gerald, tell me about this. Rogue One versus Black Panther. I easily was, was this a hard one for you? Not not in the slightest. No, 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 not at all. Because I love Star Wars and I love Rogue One because it's such an original. Like, so it's telling you a story that you've heard about in another Star Wars movie. Yeah. It's like an offshoot, right? It's like, not and, and in it's the just been hinted at, and it's but it still ties into the whole star, the whole um um like Skywalker series, like the whole Skywalker realm of things and everything that's happening in that world is all based off of basically this movie yeah, and this operation of what they've done. And what I freaking love about this movie is that the, the, the heroes win, but they also lose. Yeah, they do. You know, I mean, they lose everything. They lose spoilers, everything to win. To complete They lose their, everything in their journey of triumph. And the way they end that movie, man, holy smokes. Like they just just riding it out together. Gonna stare Whoever at their wrote, imminent death. I mean, not just wrote the movie itself, Crazy. but like wrote the overarching concept is a freaking genius. Yeah. Tell me Black Panther can beat this movie. That's if not, if anybody can come in front of me and and explain to me why Black Panther should beat this movie. You are I'd pay sorely you. mistaken. I mean, I'd pay you money if you could prove it. Yeah. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. The end to, like, uh, when, uh, what's the guy's name, the blind guy? Oh, I don't remember his name, actually. When he's walking out there, like, he to... knows he's going to die. And he's yeah. Like, the force is with me. Blah, blah. Y- yeah. And then. Uh, and he, like, overtakes a bunch of people doing yeah, that kind of stuff. amazing. The whole The, the whole, whole ending thing. of that movie is incredible. The th- it's, it's in- okay, the beginning, the middle, the first act and the second half, incredible. Yeah. The third act's even better. Like, it just gets better in it, every act. If anything, I'd say the first act is probably the slowest. This is what The built- middle, when they go to that planet, and I like how they flipped a script so the. The the rebels are. I know they kind of take a political stance, but they make they like do. the rebels almost like the Middle East. It's almost like the Iraq yeah. Afghanistan conflicts, yeah. where the United States is the empire, right? right. But I don't, I don't care. I mean, that's not. It's not. That's not unique to the United States and the Middle East. You know, that's any story of insurgency and yes. occupation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not like they were taking a stance saying that they support insurgency. You know what I mean? They like, kind of were. I mean, they're not saying that they weren't saying that the U.S. is wrong in battling terrorism. Well, I will. It is an interesting dynamic in that movie politically because they make it known that these are not the the right rebels. These are like the the um, bad yeah. rebels. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and like they do. Saw Guerrera is like a, a terrorist. Basically, they make it known that they're like. They're too extreme. Yes, they are too extreme. And the but the big thing that sold me about Rogue One is that it it gave me so much hope for what these what Star Wars could be. Yeah, what these other movies that Star Wars 
can can have you know like all of these stories that you've heard about have never seen there are like thousands of books star wars books out there that aren't necessarily aren't canon but some of them are that you've just never seen in movie form and this movie showed me that they could really do something with that stuff and really make make it it was almost like a peace of mind saying like okay we can't have star wars without luke skywalker you know, we can't have Star Wars without, you know, uh, Yoda and Darth Vader and, and all that stuff. it can be the best Star Wars. Exactly. Like, and it me, can be better than what the what the originals were. For which, me, honestly, I think it's my favorite Star Wars movie. You know, the more I talk about it, I, I had a real battle in my head when we did the top uh, Marvel movies. Uh, or what? Well, yeah, well, top, top comic. 20 movies. Was it top 20 movies? No, I thought it was the Marvel movie. When did I have Empire Strikes Back above? Well, not in the top Marvel movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the top 20 movies. It was the top 20 movies. Well, so, yeah, if you go back and listen, you should. Um, I have Empire Strikes Back. Higher. Higher. Yeah, I don't. I had. And Well, actually, I kind of. Oh, I lumped all the Star Wars movies together. Yeah. You, who fucking does that? But I did say that Rogue One was my favorite. Yeah, just don't lump that crap together, first of all. That was wrong. I argued with you then. I'm going to argue with you now. Anyway, back Oops. to Rogue One. They were separate movies. It's a perfect freaking movie, and then they give you at the end freaking Darth Vader being I know. the most badass he's been on the movie screen ever. Ever. and But it's the same. Make- you know it's Darth Vader, and you actually get to see him do things that you've wanted to see him do. Which he never does in the other movies because they couldn't figure out a way to make it not look goofy, probably would yeah. be my guess. Yeah. I, or there was like a eight-foot-tall guy in there that's right, like that had <laughs> joint problems. Yeah, exactly. It's like my knees are bad. I can't move. You right. know what also I just kind of thought about? And, I, you know, I don't know if this is going to come off wrong or, you know, not – PC, okay. It's but I know what is, it is. This is the perfect example. I mean, I've said this on other podcasts where story trumps everything, right? So there's a lot of conversations about how some people feel like they're trying to shoehorn diversity yeah. into the Star Wars universe. This has been a big discussion within the Star Wars universe, but it's also in all movies, all comic book movies, everything, and all movies. Yeah. And I'm totally for it. I think that it's a good thing. And I think everybody should get to have their representation. And I think if you can't, you don't, it, 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 it makes me crazy when people say that because I'm like, just don't focus on that. Right. Well, first of all, there are people, there's all sorts of different aliens in star Wars. Right. There's people with like big tentacles that wrap around their head and neck. There's a blue lady that dances around in front of Jabba the Hutt. There's, I mean, just, a wide array of different creatures in this movie. Why are you worried about diversity? You know, like to where you're going to be so judgmental over it. Come on, man. So now that we've, we've said that, (laughs) but I totally uh, believe that too. And it's in star Wars. It's always been specifically, okay. The original movies lacked any female representation, right? Yeah. And then, well, yeah, that's a lot of people feel that they've gone overboard in the new ones to like, make it a point that like all the heroes are women, you know what I mean? And all the bad guys are guys. And you've heard that over and over again. Yeah. Even though it's ridiculous because Poe and, um, you know, uh, the other guy, 
John Boyega. I can't remember his name right now. Finn. Finn. Our guys. And there's only one. There's Ray. But anyway, my point is there is, I'm fine with it, but it is true that sometimes it feels like they're going over the top to like make sure to shoehorn that in. Yeah. And that's because it isn't because of that. And it isn't because the character, it sticks out to you because maybe the story wasn't as good. Where in Rogue One, where it's a female league, you don't even think about it or notice it. It's not something that even comes to your attention. No, because you're worried about what is happening in the movie. Because the story is so good. And that's what I I believe with all of this. It's like none of it matters if the story's good. (laughs) If the story's not good, people are going to find things. You pick out little things that catch your attention more so than the story. Yeah. Yeah. Like if the story was better in Captain Marvel... You wouldn't have noticed that in the big fight scene, they shoehorned "I'm just a girl" in. It yeah. wouldn't have stood out so bad, you know. Even to though you. that was dumb, you get my point, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, absolutely, I do. So, I think if I, if I'm reading this right, I think we both have Rogue One winning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the other one? Oh, Black Panther. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah. yeah no, right. it's Rogue One all the way. This movie is spectacular. Yeah. Black Panther. Upon the more and more I. Sp- think about it and I've watched it a few more times. It's a really fun movie. Yeah, it's great. And it it's cool For, and it has a great one of the better villains cuz Marvel's not great at villains. They're not good at villains. Killmonger's he's really good. Yeah, he is. And I like the story and the message behind it. It's all good. But it's not Star Wars. And you're so close. You're like the hero is already so close to the villain. I think they do a good job with Bucky Barnes with that too though. Yeah. Um but the yeah. best part about Black Panther to me is they introduced him in an earlier movie, so they didn't have to make a by-the-numbers origin movie. Yes. They can make the first Black Panther movie feel... I know they did some origin and stuff in it. They yep. definitely did, but it well, didn't yeah, feel did. like an origin movie. They actually told a real story. Yeah. As opposed to most of the other origin movies. This is which how are, he was created. Yeah, totally by-the-numbers. Yeah. So that was really good about Black Panther, but it's Rogue One for that one. All right, uh, so second bracket would be, for me, I had uh, Logan versus Star Wars The Force Awakens. And I had Logan versus Deadpool. That's right, Wolverine versus Deadpool. Yeah, that's a big one. So I uh, have always said that I pick Star Wars over almost everything because I'm such a Star Wars fan. Uh, I went against the grain here. Oh, really? Yeah, because Logan is such a groundbreaking movie for that character, I think. And I just am so attached to that comic book, the Old Man Logan comic book, and finally seeing uh, a version of that in on the big screen and him actually doing things later in life, being worn out and like... Wolverine is such a worn out character all the time. Like he's just always beat up. He's always like trying to recover. He's just always tired, you know? Yeah. But this one, this one felt different. This one felt like, Oh man, like you, you knew what was spoilers, by the way, uh, you knew what was coming at the end. Kind of, you knew that there was no way that this character is going to be able to survive this. It's like, this is his farewell. This you is know? a swan song. Yeah, it was like a swan song of him because he had this girl that could take his place. And he knew that 
like if I get her, if I say, if I can save this girl, like it'll be all right. She's going to be able to do it. Especially once you see her capabilities, like in the movie. And, uh, he was like, okay with that, you know, because he like of the journey that they were on and everything about that movie. I'm so glad that they made it rated R because it made it better. You know, it absolutely like lent to that movie. If they would have tried to hold back on any of those, on anything in that movie, I I don't think it would have been as good. Um, and they didn't. And I don't know, maybe I'm like sentimental of, uh, Hugh Jackman being done with it after that. Incredible. I mean, how many movies was he in as that character? (sighs) A lot. It was like 11 or something. Yeah, it was a lot. Because there was a couple times he had cameos and other things. Yep. And yeah, I don't know. He had a cameo in a Marvel movie, didn't he? At one point. I could first, be wrong about one of the that. no, it was like in the first class or one of the early X Men movies. Oh, okay, yeah, he was in those. Yeah, you're right. A couple of them, I think. Yeah, he drops the f bomb. Yeah, he does. I think it's in one of the X Men movies. I know it is. I just don't remember Wouldn't which it be one. Great if he had a cameo in Captain America: The First Avenger, like <sighs> from World War Two. Oh my gosh! If you saw him like in battle, like if they went back now hey, that they own that. And did and put that? Him in that? I'd movie. buy it all over again. Everybody, would. I'd go. I'd go to the theater to see that again. That would just, be just for one scene. Um, I, I feel like so um, you have Logan and versus Deadpool. So wait, you picked Logan, right? I picked yeah, Logan, okay. absolutely. Yes. Um, I agree with everything you said about Logan. I thought it was great. I thought it was incredible. I thought it was amazing that it got made. Um, I love the comic book Old Man Logan. This was loosely based on that. It had some similar elements, right? That's I'm a little disappointed that they clearly had a sequel to this in plan with X 23 and that yeah. got canceled, um, which is fine. It didn't need that story. Yeah. Whatever. It, no, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily need it, but it would have been well received. I think, I, I think, and I get why they did it, but there's so much more in old man Logan. They could have made this three movies. Yeah. I missed talk, you know, um, not Hawkeye. Yeah. I missed Hawkeye in it. Hawkeye? What are you talking about? In Old Man Logan. I'm oh, oh, I oh, okay, yeah. I, I Okay, yes, I Because that's a huge part of Old Man Logan. Yes, from the comic book. From the saying. comic book. I miss the mutated uh, Hulks. I know that could have been pretty dumb. That would have been really hard to do, I think. I think it could have been cool if it was a little more buddy-buddy with uh, Hawkeye stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that my pick here is the final appearance of Hugh Jackman as Logan versus the first appearance of Deadpool <laughs> yeah. in a movie. Yeah. And it makes it really different. And, and again, if you don't know from the comics, Logan and Deadpool yeah. are, I mean, they're not cave. I mean, they're always poking fun at Deadpool's always poking fun at Logan. For Even sure. in the movies, he does it. Yeah. Um, I, I also feel that way about like the swan song of, of Hugh, um, Jackman. Mm-hmm. Huge Jackman. <laughs> yeah. And I think I can't see anybody else as Wolverine. I really can't. I can't either. I don't know how they're going to do it. Hardy, maybe? But he's I, Venom. So. I would accept him as that. I mean, was he really Venom? <laughs> was this that is a really, really a movie? This is a really tough one. I think, um, I think they're both super um, groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Deadpool. Really? Yeah, I really do. I love that character of Deadpool. I think wow. that Logan was a the first of its kind in that it was an indie art film comic mm-hmm. book movie. Yeah. 
but Deadpool was also the first of its kind in that it was a adult humor comedy comic book movies. They both stretched yeah. a genre more than any other probably comic book movies that have ever come out. They did. It's hard to argue that. You're right. I just think you're wrong. But I'm going to have to go with Deadpool. And I think it's just because maybe it's it was such a first. It was a promising you know, of a new character and a new set of movies. And yeah, I don't know, I just, the beginning of a franchise. I'm going with Deadpool. Okay. I'll probably regret it. Don't, uh, yeah. don't make I mean, me think about it anymore. Yeah, you should regret it. <laughs> That's okay, though. Next, uh, we're going into So in the, that first bracket, we both had Rogue One. I had Deadpool, and you had uh, Logan. Logan. So Rogue One and Logan going on in the next round. I think Logan's going to be a bracket buster, by the way. Okay. For a lot of people. You think so? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think everybody probably would have picked Deadpool because it's so widely Because you got to remember, accepted. it went up against Avengers early. Yeah. And then did. for a lot of people, it went up against Star Wars. So anyway. Yeah, I think it could be a big-time bracket buster. Um, so the next one going down, we had, just to refresh your memory, I had, we both had, no, I had uh, <laughs> Edge of Tomorrow and Lego Movie. You had... Captain American Civil War versus Lego movie, right? Correct. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah, Captain America Civil War versus Lego movie. I, I'm i very interested to hear. I mean, I'm super interested in where you, what you're going to pick right here. Really? Are yeah, because really? I know you love Civil War. Yep, I do. And I know you like the Lego movie. I love the Lego movie. I don't know what you're going to pick. I legitimately don't. So, Lego movie is so fun. And... Um, it, Again, it was like a first of its kind, right? Because it's different. Nobody's ever seen Legos in a movie besides those really crappy ones that they had done on uh, Netflix. I don't even know if any of those came out prior to Lego movie. Maybe they did. Um, but, oh, yeah. There definitely were Lego movies before. Just but not, like, n- not mainstream. Movies. So this mainstream movie was awesome. Um, and it was an original story. Yes. And it's a, a completely original story, and they did it very well. But... I knew that was coming. Um, Civil War just does everything right for me uh, in a in a superhero movie, especially. It's I think it's really really hard to take so many superheroes, put them in the exact in in the same movie in the same scenes, and make them all relevant, and make all of their stories something that you want to hear even or pay attention to. And somehow they did that with every single character in that universe. In the Avengers, not in the Avengers, like adding new characters on top of all the ones you already have that you have to figure out. Like that story is so in-depth. And again, that's based off of the comic books. This is all comic book writing. Like if you guys aren't into comic books, that's fine. But some of the writing in in these stories. You're getting the benefit of... Decades yes. of masterful comic book writing condensed into movies that make it a lot easier for you. And this is where a lot of my my pick comes from, I would say, because Civil War is like uh like you said, like a decade's worth of of story all piled into this one movie and the writers of this movie had the benefit of going back and looking at a lot of this stuff and being able to pull from that to make it compelling, to make everybody compelling, to make Cap's story uh, 
tie into certain demographics to make like but at the same Tony Stark time, tie into certain not, demographics. I mean, it's not a straight adaptation of the comic. No, book. it's not a straight ad- adaptation. Which I think it's cool. Absolutely, I think it's phenomenal. Um, I'm just saying, like it's so it's so hard to make all of these characters like t- to where you would have that um, that type of like heartache on who you want to pick or like who do who do, who's right who's wrong. Well, that's and the I thing; th- they're both right. Exactly, but I think you do have people that side with one or the other, right? It it's you you do you have somebody that wants like Tony Stark to win over. Captain America and just like say cap like give it up like just whatever like quit blowing up all of these cities you know what I mean like <laughs> right um and I like that they talk about it's, that they because really, that's an apparent don't thing you, I don't I mean it but then you have new care you have new characters brought into this whole world and fall right in line with what the story already is and they tie in perfectly and then they branch off another movie because of it and I don't know you just can't beat that do you feel like um, I feel like it's hard when you're watching <laughs> Captain America to not side with Captain America? Um, yeah. Civil War. I mean, I I feel like they did a better job on that side of the argument. I mean, it's Captain America's movie. It's Captain America, but he's Civil the War. one being more reasonable. I think, in a way, but in a way, not. I guess. See, no, but you you like. Captain America and you like all the people that fi- fall in line with Captain America and join his side and then in his last fight against Tony Stark you can't help but look at it and go Tony is being petty yeah Tony is being petty at the end I believe him he taking a stand with early. the government yeah um, it makes a point because he agrees like we just can't keep screwing I ultimately up like think this. the main protagonist here is Captain America though yeah I would uh, Absolutely agree. And it follows through. He's the one that's got to end up saving them. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. And that's the story right, right. there. I mean, you just, they've, that was the precursor to all of this story. And guys, is that, he will sacrifice himself to save everybody. For sure. And Ant-Man. Captain America does. I mean, and while, while Captain America is doing his thing, Ant-Man's crawling up Thanos's ass. <laughs> that's a big theory right now. <laughs> that is. I know. I know. That's why I said it. Um, that anyway. won't happen because they did that in DC. I have yeah in the ear in though. the ear yeah. <laughs> no, not <in> <laughs> um, so yeah I have uh, I have Civil War winning over Lego Movie okay interesting this is one of those that like you know you make your picks early and you're never really sure of them this was a really tough one when I went with Edge of Tomorrow over Civil War it was silly yeah I don't know I don't know if I would redo that pick now maybe you had a more compelling argument for that movie right now than you did last time. Remember, I'm picking on the fly. Yeah, I know. Go for so, it. I have Edge of Tomorrow against Lego Movie. For me, that's easy. It's it's Lego Movie. Yeah, it would be. I think it was funny and groundbreaking and just well done all around. I I love Edge of Tomorrow, but at the end of the day, Edge of Tomorrow, Lego Movie feels like more. There's way more story and things to hold on to with that movie than there is Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, I think, is a a very rewatchable movie, but the underlying like tone and, and like plot of it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. It's done. It's just, I I know they're making a sequel, but they are, it it just doesn't go anywhere for me. It's not the same thing. It's create Lego movie created a whole universe. It had, um, a lot of heart, which is great for me. I love, as I've said before, kids movies that are watchable as adults and fun and funny to adults. 
So for me, it's easy when it's a Lego movie. Now, if I had to go Lego movie against Civil War, that's where brackets are interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I had to go Lego movie versus a lot of stuff that's already been eliminated, right? I might not have the same thing. Uh, Lego movie against Civil War, I probably would pick Civil War over Lego movie, but I don't have Lego movie right. or Civil War. If I had Lego movie against like Black Panther, I think I would pick Lego movie. Right. So that's what's interesting here. Yeah. So I did pick Edge of Tomorrow over Civil War. I stand by that, although, you know, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and cold <laughs> Just sweat. scream. Like, <laughs> Just, oh, dear God, no! what did I do? <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, but I'll stick by it, and I'm going to go with Lego Movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the next portion. This, this is good stuff, Jerry. Is, uh, this, one's a, this one's a big one. This is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for me versus X-Men First Class. Yes, that is what I have as well. Is it? Yeah. These are two very, very good movies. Uh, I mean, but at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, we're we both know what the what the winner of this is because uh, it's obviously Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, this is Guardians of the Galaxy for me all the way. Guardians of the Galaxy so, is one of the best. If you even have listened to this, that's podcast what I was just going to say. If you've you listened to it, any any episode of this show, you know that what we were going to pick before we. If picked you it. guys that did your brackets didn't listen to our top twenty movies, shame on you. Because I, Guardians of the Galaxy was in my top ten, and Rogue One was in my top ten, so you know they're going to get that far. Yeah. So, but anyway, my point is. I loved First Class, and I liked the reboot of the X-Men universe. For sure. I liked the old original For X-Men sure. movies. I mean, all of them, really. The Last Stand was kind of iffy, right? Yeah, it wasn't as good, but I, liked I, stuff still, about enjoy, it, I, I still, still enjoy it. it. Yeah, First I, Class, though, I really liked, and I liked the direction they were going, and uh, Kevin Bacon was in that, too. They had some interesting things going <laughs> yeah. on in that movie. Yeah, there was like six, six or seven degrees of them in that movie. Yeah. But um, I think, honestly, Guardians of the Galaxy is just so incredible. I mean, it, it was another first of its kind, really. Um, yeah. And, again, I think it's interesting because, to me, I don't really consider Guardians of the Galaxy a comic book movie. Right. Because it's I, such I a agree big, different universe that it created. So, in saying that, you're saying... It's not. I put it so more on par with Star Wars. It's based off of a comic book movie, but the way it's filmed, the way the story goes, it's not yeah. comic booky. It's actually, and not that there's anything wrong with comic booky. It's just no. It's on a different level to me. It's on a higher level. I would put it in that realm of Star Wars. Yeah, where it's creating a universe. There's not clear cut superheroes. You know, it's got humor. It's got heart. You know. Uh, it's just, it doesn't get much better than that. So for me, that's Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So my left side bracket is Rogue One, Deadpool, Lego Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm going to be honest right here. I'm going to have Oof. some tough matchups. I've got, Rogue. yeah, you do. I've got uh, Rogue One, Logan, Captain, or Civil War. Yeah, Captain America, Civil War, and Guardians of the Galaxy. And you got some really tough Oof. picks for the next one. Boy, do I. Um, Top right. I think we're gonna. We have uh, different ones, yeah. Uh, or I have, yeah. I have Thor Ragnarok versus Avatar, and I have Thor Ragnarok versus Harry Potter and the Half Blood <laughs> Prince. What a joke of a pick that is! <laughs> it's like, oh, jeez, Harry um, Potter. 
Harry Porker. <laughs> you want to go? Uh, sure, I will. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I know what you're going to pick, but I'm not 100%. So Thor versus Avatar. Avatar is, uh, gosh, that's a first. Oh, no. It's the second movie that I saw in 3D, and it was just unbelievable. The problem also I also creates a whole new world. Too. Oh my gosh, does it? And I think it's so dumb. They've taken so long to make it another one. Like, they really screwed themselves. They really did because there's a whole generation of people that don't know what Avatar is and have never seen it. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the I mean that movie came out like probably 15 years ago. Here's the problem with it is that it's not as rewatchable as it should be. It's definitely not because the graphics just aren't as good at home. You know, on a regular TV, they're not. They don't hold up. I'm really glad I, I went and saw it in 3D. So the first time I saw that movie was in Arkansas at visiting my sister, and we went to a little theater that didn't have 3D. Okay. So I saw the movie in 3D. We all My whole family went opening You weekend. saw it in 2D. 2D, sorry. Yeah. 2D. And to be honest, I liked it, but I was just kind of like, this movie, I like it because I'm a geek. Yeah. But like... The rest of my family, I'm like, I could totally understand why they wouldn't get into this movie. Yeah, for sure. And I thought like, well, that's pretty good. So I, I heard about how amazing the 3D was. So the first thing I did when I got home is I found a 3D theater and went... Because at that time, not every th- theater was 3D. No, you had to go to Joliet. Yeah, so I went up and saw it, and that blew my mind. And it does. And it changes the movie. It does. It completely changes everything that you watch about that movie. And in, how in you a perceive that, the world. And, and, and there have been other 3D movies that I've seen that I felt the same way about. Yeah. Um, like Doctor Strange. Polar Express. <laughs> <laughs> Some things like that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be curious. I'd, I'd, I want to go see Avatar again. In th- I have a 3D TV, so I guess I could watch it at home. Oh, you do? Yeah. I guess I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I've never done it. So, anyway, <laughs> like, it, I, I that's why I really love the movie is because it was so... Uh, like changing it just changed the way i watched 3d movies and that's it made me appreciate those movies uh but it's not rewatchable at home but thor ragnarok i could watch every day of my life and be okay with it because the story is phenomenal um it's fun they made it into super fun they made it into like a uh, like a guardians of the galaxy-esque type movie but with thor and hulk it really feels like it's not Jeff Goldblum an is an offshoot of the Thor franchise. It's not an offshoot of the Marvel movies. It's, it's like its own offshoot, thing, but it feels like an offshoot of the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah, franchise. Yeah, so it feels like it's a side movie to Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure, it really does. To and me. It, yeah, it does. And and um, so I feel the same way about Infinity War. But really, I, to be honest, I like how they have the buildup of Thor in it too. Like how how Thor becomes more of a main character throughout this movie and and in the in the whole world you know in the whole grand scheme of what's happening in endgame i think man it's so hard now that i think about it like who's gonna have a bigger role because thor is a powerful you know dude he went toe-to-toe with thanos at the end of that movie and had him dead to rights oh i know he does and he's with all the infinity stones so if you look at if you look at like a is he more powerful than captain marvel that's what we don't know yes he 100 percent is you think so yes by far there's a uh marvel has a like a power ranking thing actual marvel does and he's by far more powerful than she is is he more powerful than the hulk yes I don't believe that. Look at it. Marvel. I don't think there's anybody more powerful than Hulk because here's the thing with Hulk. The angrier he gets, well, the more powerful he gets, A. 
the more you hit him with, the more powerful he gets. And he's indestructible. I mean, he's unkillable. You mm. can't kill him. Well, Marvel thinks otherwise. Oh. Who do they have as their strongest? Well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, but I we'll know do that on a podcast. That's we a should. great That podcast. is a good podcast. Anyway, uh, I have Thor Ragnarok beating Avatar. Uh, hands down, really, it wasn't, a, it really wasn't as much of a fight as it should have been. I totally get it. I feel like maybe you're not giving enough credit to the fact that Avatar, if there had been more Avatar movies and that world had been more realized, you, you might change your tune. Absolutely, but there wasn't. But there wasn't. But so, I mean, they and that's out how they that. screwed themselves up because they could have had a huge, huge like yeah. Because if you're going head to head on those movies, it's definitely Thor Ragnarok every time. And but sure, if, sure, if there was six Avatar movies and they built a Star Wars like universe, you might have a different take. Yeah, I probably would have. And they've got the movies made; they're supposed to be coming out soon. But and that m- may still change my opinion in the future. But. As of right now, I think it could for me on that matchup because while Thor Ragnarok is an immensely entertaining movie, it feels like a one-off kind of. Yeah, I it it is kind of a one-off, but it does build a little bit on backstory of Thor. Okay, so you got Thor Ragnarok. Mine is Thor Ragnarok versus Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. Now this is where I'm gonna have a difficult time. All right, listen, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make you happy here. All right, because it'd be easy for me to see like, well, the Harry Potter and a Half-Blood Prince isn't the best Harry Potter movie, so I'm just going to go with Harry Potter as a whole. Which you would do. I this would This is that. like your theme. I want to do that. Oh, I'm not going to do that. How disgusting. I'm not going to do it. You shouldn't. Because so, that's not what they have written down here. If I was doing Harry Potter as a whole, I would pick that, but I'm not. I'm doing that particular movie. So then you'd have to do Thor as a whole and not just base it off of Ragnarok. Well, that would hurt Thor, <laughs> to be honest. Because the second movie sucks, <laughs> but the first one's pretty good. The first one's pretty good, but it doesn't hold up to any of the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> yeah. If I was going Thor 1 against Harry Potter and half Prince, true. Harry Potter would even win hands down. But on a strength scale, I think <laughs> Thor would win. I don't think so. I, do. I would do. Give me a break. Harry Potter is not that strong. He'd Expelliarmus, that hammer. Bullshit. Mjolnir would go flying. No, he would not. Yeah, he'd expecto Patronus. No. Nobody knows what those words are. I don't know, but it is true. Like in the Harry Potter movies, he only knows like three spells. Yes. Yeah. Like. And says, all of them are like not the best ones. No. They're all like the most. Um, he struggles to have spells, and he's supposed to be like a, a really strong wizard. But right? later on, he was a kid. He's a dumb kid. Okay. He's an idiot. He beats Voldemort. He's ugly. Um, I, don't I, li- I don't like him, Chris. I'm going to go by the numbers that Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince is the one I'm taking against Thor. And in that, it's just, you can't. It's definitely Thor. Yes, it is definitely Thor. If I was doing Harry Potter Thank as a you whole for franchise, finally saying that. I would pick that. But I, again, it comes down to with Thor Ragnarok. And it's just, Not it's good. funny. No, Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah, that's very good. Jeff Goldblum, Valkyrie. Jeff Goldblum is so good in that. He's. I said it once before in a podcast, but I was like, they they got Jeff Goldblum in that role, and they like cast him in it by saying like, "Hey, would you just come and play yourself on a normal Saturday? Like, yeah, just be Jeff Goldblum, but we're gonna paint your lips silver. Yeah, like 
And he's like, mm, yeah, yeah, I would do that. The stuff with him and Loki's great. I don't know. The more I'm sitting here thinking about it, I'm actually leaning in the other direction. So I'm going to stop talking about it and I'm just going to pick Thor Ragnarok because I love no. Harry Potter, man. Well, then it. if you like it so much, then marry no, it. I'm going I'm to go with Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> okay. But I feel, I don't feel good about it. No, I'm glad we're done with that, that talk because that's silly. Now in uh, my next bracket down, I have Inception versus Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. kind of tough. It is kind of tough. That's really tough, actually. Um, Jeepers. What did you have? I have Inception versus Skyfall. Ooh, that's tough, too. They're both very, very tough. Um, so I like to keep with the themes of uh, comic book type movies because it's like my favorite stuff. And I always talk about Scott Pilgrim being a very good comic booky movie, like a fun, not serious uh, take. And it's not a hundred percent Scott Pilgrim, you know, like uh, it's not a hundred percent by the book. Um, but man, it's so good. I love Michael Sarah in that role. I love all of the characters. They're so fun. That movie is so fun. Then you have Inception, where it's just like this wild. Uh, visual spectacle with something that I've never seen before where you're going in people's, I mean, it's like matrix times three where you just keep going in deeper and deeper into the matrix and never stop. Right. Yeah. I mean, inception is the first time you see that movie. You've never seen anything like, it. yeah, it's so mind bending. It may be different now, but when it came out, there was, I and you couldn't know, think of any other movie that even come close to being that, Mind melting, right? Maybe and Memento. That was a pretty yeah. Memento is like close, that. I guess, or Seven or something that had twists and turns to our butterfly usual effect. Suspects, you know, something. Like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> usual um, suspects was one there. It was kind of, but that, but this exception was so deep. It was. It's it's incredible. Um, the Matrix, I guess you could say. The you ma- were kind of Matrix before that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the Matrix, the first Matrix movie, that was pretty. On par with it, I'm yeah. I'm saying as far as like being something completely different than you've ever seen before. I agree. I think Inception stands in a, a little bit of a class of its own because you really haven't seen anything even since then well, that's Doctor similar Strange. to it. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Nailed one because that is very similar very, to it. Yeah. And that's maybe why I like Doctor Strange so There's much. There's that Matt Damon movie So with, I, uh, where he has the cases. What What is that movie? Matt Damon, where he has the cases. He, he worked. Oh man, what was that movie? Um, You've talked about this once before. No, I, I haven't. No, he like works for some like organization that can like travel through doors with like cases and. Oh, what was that? I know what you're talking about, and I don't know the name of the movie, but I do know what you're talking about. It was kind of similar to that idea. Monsters Inc. Oh, you know that another, another similar movie to that kind of was like, uh, Dark oh, yeah. World. I don't know that one. What? Thor the Dark World? No, no. Or was That's... it Dark World or Dark City or something like that? Well, anyway, Dark back Man? to my bracket. So I have Inception versus Scott Pilgrim. The The more I thought about this uh, and looked at it, I just really feel like Inception is a, the by far the better movie. movie. Uh as much as I like comic book movies and think how fun stuff is, Inception is just so much deeper and better. As a movie. As a movie, yeah. I think, it just, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, that's the way to go for me, Inception. For me, um, 
Inception versus Skyfall. So we've already kind of talked about Inception, um, why I would have picked that, just because it's so groundbreaking. But Skyfall, for me, I've never been that interested in James Bond or Mm -hmm. James Bond movies, really, until Daniel Craig. Like, I really like Casino Royale, and I thought it was a really interesting, fun, really good take on a darker James Bond, and I liked everything about it. But then when it got to Skyfall, I feel like they took that model and then injected like almost an artistic style that was super cool. So you never you never got into the whole Pierce Brosnan era? Yeah, I mean I liked all of them. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying I mean who doesn't like those movies as an action movie? Yeah, exactly. But I, I love them. They felt like that, action movies, like mm-hmm. spy action movies. Like, oh, you can rely on this James Bond movie, it's going to be a good spy action movie. Yeah, for sure. Skyfall felt different. You know, it felt artistic and intriguing and interesting. And, yeah. You know, it was just a really cool movie. Both of those movies, by the way, Inception and Skyfall, I've probably only seen once, each one, originally. I don't think I've gone back and rewatched either one of them. But it's a, it's I've a never really movie. felt like... Inception's definitely one I don't feel like you need to go back and see it again. Because once you kind of get it... I want to. I want to I go. Yeah, I know. The more we've talked Honestly, about it, I, I want to go back I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. In yeah. 10 years. So. Yeah. I don't know how old it is, but um, so it's a little tough for me, but really it's not because I'm going to go with Inception as well. Yeah. It's just a cool movie, man. And like I said, I just, I think there's just more to it. I there's remember more, so much more to that movie that you can hold on to, that you can love, that you can like try to dig into and try to figure out. There's so many parts of this movie that you're trying to figure out compared to a really upfront, like. Yeah, a really this well is, done, but a by-the-numbers kind of James Bond movie. Yes. Um, the one kind of cool thing I remembered about Inception is I never saw it in theaters. I, we rented it. My whole family. It was like over Thanksgiving or something. And my whole entire family went down in my parents' basement, and we watched Inception. Like all generations. Yeah. And I remember shutting that movie off and us just talking for like two hours. Oh really? Yeah, like about try, like yeah, what about is going on? Just yeah. like how cool. And I, I forgot about that memory, but until we started talking about it, so but it that came was a really out. Cool uh, thing. It came out in 2010. Okay, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, it's it's two hours and 28 minutes, and it's got a 8.8 score on IMDb. What's it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Ooh, I don't know. I'd have to look up Rotten Tomatoes because it's not on IMDb. Um, it's really good. It's just a really good movie. So you have Inception as well. That clears up our top. It's at 86 on Rotten Tomatoes, 91 audience score. Oh, that's pretty good. I wonder what Skyfall is. Pretty good. Yes. So uh, Skyfall came out in 2012. I guess I thought it was newer than that. Because there's another one after that, right? Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. That's, that's a one. 92. That actually ranks higher on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Well, I'm going with Inception. So I got Thor Ragnarok and Inception, and so do you. Yes. In that bracket. Those are the winners. Uh, The next bracket, oh, my gosh. (sighs) I have Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Oh, you got Cap versus Cap. Versus Captain America, the First Avenger. I know this is going to be tough for you because Captain America, Winter Soldier, again, spy thriller, really deep, really cool political drama movie type thing. Captain America, the first Avenger, though, I know has a special place in your heart because you love that whole like military aspect yeah. to it. Yeah, it does. So I think you ranked Winter Soldier higher in your top 10 Marvel's movie list, though. Will you stick with that? 
Are you sure? I don't know. No, I'm not sure. I really don't remember. But they were right all next to each other. Yeah. Did they you were, have all three of them right next to I each did. other? I did. I had like Civil War. I had like Captain America, Civil War, and Winter Soldier all there very close to each other. Like within three or four places of each other. But that was um, like three months ago. Who remembers I know. That? Who remembers that? And I'm and like we said, guys, like we're going to change our opinions on all of these things because it's a living and breathing thing. And it, I could have a different opinion tomorrow as I do today. Just happens that way sometimes. Okay, so Winter Soldier versus the First Avenger. Yeah, you you laid it out there. I, I do love the spy thriller thing, but I do love the heartfelt American hero World War Two guy. And uh, that's uh, that's what I went with the First Avenger, Captain America, as the winner. Wow. Yeah, I would never have expected that. I did because um, I think Winter Soldiers. As a movie, is the better movie all the way through. But I totally get what you're saying about the nostalgic aspect. The of nostalgic it. aspect, but also it's like this. But Red Skull. Red Skull's pretty cool. Red Skull's awesome in that movie. That dude is so good. What's that guy's Mr. Anderson guy? Um, it starts with an H. Mr. Anderson. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. He's hey. He amazing. was in Mortal Engines. Yeah. No, I know. You okay. said it was terrible. Yeah, it is. But he was oh. in it. Um. Yeah, I, I like the fact that you take this little scrawny kid and he all he wants to do is like not necessarily save the world, but like do what's right for the country. Does it help that you kind of look like the Chris Evans before the serum? Yeah, I think it does help me <laughs> because like he wants to do what's right. I never for realized the... <laughs> that before. I mean, you're a little more built than he was as I'm a scrawny one. Chubbier. But... I'm chubbier. Much chubbier because he was very scrawny. You do kind of look like oh, him, though. <laughs> really? You think so? Yeah, kind of. I'd look like Chris Evans. Thanks. The scrawny Chris Evans. No, the real Chris Evans. Let's get this right. I just can't grow that awesome beard he has. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I like the like this kid is wants to do anything he can to help the United States and the only way he sees himself being able to get in this war that he wants to fight. He wants to be a part of is by doing something that he has no idea what the outcome is going to be of it. And he's like, screw it. Like, this is why I'm here. You know, I have to do something. I'm not as good as Bucky. I can't be as good as Bucky. Like, this is how I'm going to try to do it. Um, to be a part of this, like a part of something bigger than him. And obviously we see how the outcome is of that it changes this whole world it changes literally the universe as it's told you know it's kind of everything it's kind of the linchpin movie for the entire marvel universe you have to watch this movie first to understand any of the rest of it i don't think you have to watch it first but because i mean if you want the story of captain america really are they do you think the general public if you went out there and said how? What is the origin story of Captain no, America? I'm they would understand it. Do you need that origin story? I do. I think you do. You right. said it was the linchpin, and I, I agree think, with you. Yeah. I, yes, I do think it's the linchpin because everything. When I say that, I mean everything that happens in this movie impacts is, everything that happens to follow. Yes, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I think that you need this origin story to understand the stuff to follow. Okay, yeah, understand it, no. But at the end, I think if you don't have this, Thanos wins, you know? Interesting, yeah. 
So it's the spirit. Captain America is done. I mean, he's the. Spirit it is. It's the spirit behind it all. I, I agree. So I do. I have. I have the first Avenger beating out the Winter Soldier. And you know what? I think it all is right in the world because he was always kind of jealous of Bucky's ability. Hmm. That's interesting. It's an interesting take on it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So I have Looper versus. <laughs> Captain America, the first Avenger. Hmm. Well, I know it wins. Or do I? I don't know what wins, Terry. <laughs> no, um, you don't. <laughs> I, if I had, oh man, I was just going to say if I had Looper versus Captain America Winter Soldier, it'd be different, but I already beat Captain America Winter Soldier with Looper. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. I'm going to go with, so, okay. Captain America. I've said it before. The the first Avenger is not my favorite Captain America movie, and it's not my favorite. It's not even on my top ten Marvel movies list. I, you're silly. I'm approaching it more as a movie than the emotional aspect that you're taking out. I of still it. think it's a good movie. I do think it's a good movie. I don't think it's as good a movie as Looper. That's weird. I think Looper had a great story and a great. I think it's just an all around really well done movie. And I like how it plays with time travel and it plays with all the different aspects. I just think it as a movie straight up, it's a better movie than Captain America, the first Avenger. I think Captain America, the first Avenger to me feels more like a by the numbers origin story movie. And Looper feels like a more in-depth movie. Like it feels like a real movie and Captain America feels Here's a like question. an origin story. Here's a question for you. Do you think it's because of the time that these movies were made? So... Look at like when Captain America came out in the whole run of Marvel. It was right in the beginning, yeah, but and they, I don't think they had their the chops about them, like on how to make these movies the best they could be. I would agree with that. You know what I mean? And then Looper is coming from a place Your that's just completely. Like, would Captain America: The First Avenger be, be made be, differently? Would now? the story be better and the movie itself be a better made movie now compared There's to no doubt about that 10 12 years ago because they've realized that character yeah yeah a lot of it a, a, a lot of the character has been realized but i also think they've done a better job at realizing how to put forth origin story i like, mean just look facts. how much things have changed when you go look at the first thor versus where that character's come uh, it's can, completely totally and i like the first thor but they make the movies differently different now. yeah it's just so different and the, he's not as like this dumb guy right you know what i mean like they play him off as way too dumb so i am anyway. gonna go with looper because i think as a standalone movie it's just more story more cinematic more um twists and turns just for me i think it was a more interesting movie okay so I'm going with Looper. All right, that's a that that's going to be quite a bracket buster, I think, for a lot of people. Maybe I think it be. really will be because I think people are going to tend to say that you would pick Comic Bookie, seeing as how we have a whole podcast that revolves around that. Um, I have a bunch of comic book movies. I mean, Thor. I have Deadpool. I have no, Guardians of the Galaxy. I no, I know you do. I'm saying, but for that one instance oh, right. where a comic book movie goes against a non-comic book movie, I think people would tend to pick the comic book movie right. as your winner, and you just specifically screwed them up. <laughs> so that's probably true. Next part of the bracket, final part, right here. This is the end of round three. We as both we have know it. the same Toy movies. Toy Story three versus Spidey. 
into, into the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. I'm going to be honest, Jerry. I think maybe this is going to be one of the hardest picks for me. Um, It's not for me. I know it's not going to be for you. No, it's not. I think this is going to be one of the harder picks. I think they're both different, completely different movies. Yeah, they are. If I was going nostalgic, like I did with uh, Captain America, I would pick differently. But See, I, I go the opposite way. If I'm going nostalgic, I'm probably picking differently. Yeah, probably you probably are. But I, if I was thinking like childhood-wise, I would pick differently. But I'm thinking of... And it's weird. I guess I don't have a, I don't have like the right, like a specific matrix on picking these things. You know what I mean? Right. It's just how I feel about each movie. And this movie is better than the other one. So what are you picking? Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. You're picking Spider-Man. Okay. It's just something I've never seen before. I've never seen a collaboration of the same character in a movie like if they could bring four different, five different Batmans into the same movie and make a movie like this, I would, I would be okay with death tomorrow. <laughs> you know, I'd be like, no, everything. What are they going to make next? And if you they couldn't, die, you they couldn't make anything better. If they could bring Batmans from different universes together to fight an overall bad guy like a the Joker from uh, like uh, Death of the Family. Like if they could bring that Joker into this and all these Spider-Man or all these Batman fight him and holy cow, I don't even know how I would even handle that. I think I, yeah, I don't know, but they did this with Spider-Man. Right. And they did it with a kid trying to learn his powers. It was an origin story of him. Yep. It didn't feel like one really though. It's not, even though it really is. This kid is trying to learn how to be Spider-Man, but yet you get, well, how many is there? There's, Two different Peter Parkers. There's Gwen, uh, Noir, the Japanese one, and uh, Porker, Peter Porker. Yeah. That's incredible to me that you could throw all these people that are the same character into this into one movie and make it so good. Yeah. And then the animation. I don't even know how you do that animation. At some points, it looks like real people. And at other points, it's like perfectly comic book. And it's just wild. Like you can't, it's just a wild movie. And it easily, to me, it easily beats out Toy Story because it's Toy Story. I mean, yeah, Toy Story is great. Toy Story 3 is great, great movie. Just can't, it can't hold a candle to this one. I must say for me, it's not that simple. It's not that easy. Yeah. Um, It really, really isn't. I mean, if I'm going for what movie as an, adult or a comic book fan you don't like ha- more. you don't have to go by I know that. but if I was I'd, I'd probably go lean towards Star or to, to Spider-Man As, and I'm a huge Spider-Man fan too that that caps it off I've been a Spider-Man fan my entire life um, and it's got the heart and mm-hmm. it's got some groundbreaking visuals and an animation that's incredible and yeah. I love comic books and it's like a comic book come to screen that being said Toy Story 3 as a straight-up movie, I clearly would prefer to watch Spider-Man anytime it was on a TV. You know, if there's two TVs next to each other playing both movies, I'm going to watch Spider-Man. You know, that's just yeah. the way it's going to be. Yeah. But Toy Story 3 really did something special. 
And I don't know if that's going to be changed now that they're doing Toy Story 4. But at the time, it felt like... The, and I wasn't big into the first two movies. I didn't really hit them right age-wise. Yeah. I was a little too old, I think, by the time Toy Story came. I don't know. I just didn't hit them right age-wise. But Toy Story 3 really did something special where it managed to be super depressing but also hopeful. Yeah. Um it's it's sad, you know, at the beginning oh, yeah. of it, you know, Andy's going to college and it sounds dumb saying it, but he's going to college <laughs> and these toys are like, you know, what are we going to do with the rest of our lives? We right, we're going to be packed away and we don't know what this means and then they obviously go on their journey and and all the stuff in the daycare I think is super interesting where he's got this like weird society and yeah. going on and everything, but you know, then towards the end where you know, they they're facing their death. You yeah. know, and, you know, instead of the classic Toy Story, like, we're going to scramble to do whatever we can to make this series of events happen that's going to save the day. Yeah. They just are going through this incinerator and they just are looking at each other. Yeah. And it's like, it's. And they're going, and, and they're all, and what I think Jesse's like, what are we going to do? And they all turn to Woody. They're like, what are we going to do? Woody, you're yeah. the one that saves us. Yeah. You know? And, and Woody just, like, just grabs their hands. And nothing. They just except it's like the end of rogue one they're gonna die and they're gonna die together yeah and it will be a good death right because they made andy happy you know when andy was around like they knew they did their job as a toy yeah and then that's crazy and then they get saved yeah and then they get then andy takes them and gives them to another little girl you know and they get their life back. They get love Everything back. back. You know, everything that... You know, it's just an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you really are selling that to me when you talk about it. Because like I said, it does... It It's like the end of Rogue One where those guys are... Wa- they're just sitting there watching their demise after they've completed everything they need to. Yeah. You know? And they've done their job. And then they're just going to accept their fate knowing that they've done their job. And they've done a good job at it. Um, and the it is, difference it, it's is, even is that deeper than that too, because it's like it's even one step past that. Because I think at that moment they realize that like their love for each other, yeah, is is it, almost as you know is more than yeah than what they needed from someone else, right? Like, than what they needed from Andy. So I, hmm. I think Toy Story Three is a better movie. Overall, I think it's a better movie. Do you think Sid's toys felt that way in their demise? <laughs> well, I don't know. Probably was burning him alive with the sun. I think there's no doubt in my mind. There is <laughs> that literally Sid was no a doubt. Dick? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that Toy Story 3 is a better movie. Okay. I really believe it. But. Really? I think it's a, yeah, it's a better movie. It's. I mean, even with the whole dad and no, uncle that's, that's amazing. And... If they didn't have that in Spider-Man, it wouldn't even be a conversation. But the fact that Spider-Man can also manage, yeah. but it's not in the same way that you can do after you've built up with three movies and you've watched those movies with your kids your entire life. And I see that. You know I can I mean? see what you're saying there. But they had so many different stories where the Peter Parker that he's like, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna stay back and destroy this thing. And he's like, no, they, you're needed at home. Like, you have to go home. 
I'm needed here. I'm going to stay. Like I can do this. People need you at home more so than you believe they need you because he was of the mindset like uh, that he was useless because all because his his wife left him, you yeah. know, uh, because he was he was kind of useless, but he just didn't understand of like his role really. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to pick this. I don't either. I still don't know because, and also another way which I've kind of said earlier is Toy Story three. It feels like the end. You know, the end of something. Yeah. And Into the Spider-Verse feels like the beginning of something. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, so it feels hopeful in a way differently than... I know the end of Toy Story is hopeful. Um, I don't know what to do. Well, you're going to have to pick quick because we're at an hour 45. I'm going... <laughs> we got so much more ground to cover. To pick... Oh, oh man. I'm going Just to pick Spider-Man. No way. Ha, after all of that, I feel like that's the wrong decision for you. I do. After all of that. I think I have heartfelt. to go back to the simple, simple truth of what would I rather watch? Really? I think Toy Story 3 is a better movie. But if I have to pick one off a shelf, I'm not going to pick Toy Story 3. I'm going to pick Spider-Man. Okay. So for me, it wins. All right, then put is it that, on. Is that? It's see, however you want to pick it there, uh, Christopher. All right, I'm going Spider-Man. Okay, so to so recap. Let's, had, uh Thor Ragnarok, Inception, Looper, and Spider-Man. Yeah, I had Thor, Inception, Captain America, the first Avenger, Spider-Man. Wow. This is cra- this is gets crazier as it goes on, doesn't it? I it's know, pretty it's just uh... it's pretty weird on how we how we go about this stuff. Um so we did score. I want to do this real quick cuz we've got um like 15 minutes. And we scored round yeah, 1. We can go long. If we go long, and we go round long. 2. Stop it. Just you're I'm the producer. <laughs> producer says what the producer says. Well, Mike's the producer over there. Right. Oh, hey Mike. Hey, what up Mike? Um, fuck you, Mike. We don't keep him. We don't give him a mic. We no. don't give a mic to Mike. No, of course not. His name's Mike. Yeah, he doesn't need another mic, and we don't like him. I feel like that's a trend. Isn't that a thing? Like where all the other podcasts they just make fun of the producer guy that's over in the side, even though they're like best friends with him. Yeah, I don't know. Like Joe Rogan does that to Jamie, and him and Jamie are together all the time. Yeah, come to find out, and then like Theo. Uh, Vaughn has a producer guy that he makes fun of all the time, but making they like, good use of our fifteen. They got to live together. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> good point. Thank you for that. Um, so we scored round one and round two. Yeah. Uh, how do you want to? Do you just want to say who? Do you want to say all the scores? So we, we no, s- we don't need to say all the scores. I'm just going to say um, who's killing it. Yeah. On Chris's picks. Okay. In round one, I had a two way tie at twenty five points. 25 out of what? 36, right? Um, 36. 32. Sorry. No, 32 in round one and two. Yeah, so round one, there was 32 points possible. I had a tie for 25 points each between Erica and Alex. Yeah. Close second was a two-way tie between Maggie and Zach and Dude. And rounding off as... With a pathetic score of 18, was Heather. Hmm. 
Heather. Eight. Oh, sorry. No. Three-way tie of Dude, Maggie and Zach, and Ian. Wait. Ian, they all tied for second place. So they were really close. So 25. Erica and Alex had 25. Dude, Maggie, and Zach, and Ian had 23. Wow. Okay. Heather had 18. No, and eight, wasn't it? No, 18. Oh, okay. In the first round. I thought it was eight. Uh, we'll get there. Oh, 18 okay. in the first round. And uh, Jason had 20. All right. Um, I had, so I had one clear winner in round one. Yeah. Uh, there was no tie for the winner. The winner of round one for me was Alex. He, okay. He had 28. 28. Yeah. So, and, like, you and him are of the same mind. We are of one. <laughs> and almost. Uh, and then there was a two-way tie for second between Ian and Erica. Uh, they both had 26. Oh, that's pretty close, yeah. And then Maggie and Dude uh, had 25. And then uh, Heather was there with 13. Heather, 13? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Heather, you're really trailing. You're going to have to... Come back. The here. biggest thing that Heather uh, needs to understand. Oh, and J- well, Jason was in there with twenty three. Uh, but what Heather needs to understand, and I'm not taking anything away from you because you like what you like. Um, we don't like real ho- like horror stuff. We're not big on horror. And if you're trying to match the bracket, mm, don't pick the <laughs> horror stuff. But round one's done, so that kind of screws up your rounds after that a little bit. Maybe we'll see. You know. So, if I went to round two. Round two. Um, I had one clear winner at 22 was Erica. Wow, that's so low. So, she, she got 25 in the first one. She got tied for first in the first one. And then she was first in the second round at 22. Alex trailing behind her at 20. So, pretty close. So, Alex and Erica are neck and neck in my bracket. Um Third was a tie between Maggie and Dude at 16. So that's quite a bit down there. Yeah. Um, And then Ian at 14. And then Jason at 12. And then Heather. Heather, Heather, Heather. (laughs) You pulled an eight. Yeah. You pulled an eight. An eight. (laughs) Yowza. No, we don't have the same taste, apparently. Yeah, that's that's apparent. Um, I had one clear winner again for round two, and that was also Erica Fry. She got 28 on the wow, second round. That's like almost perfect. That's almost perfect. What did she get in the first round? The first round, she got 26. She was tied for second. Wow. So, so she's a clear she's a, front runner. Anyway. Yeah, she, well, how do you know? You don't know what Alex got in the second okay. round. Okay, what did Alex get? Alex didn't even come close with a 16 Okay, um, in the second round. Him and Dude. Dude and Alex got 16. Uh, but Maggie had 26. Ian had 24. Uh, so it would be Erica and Ian are the top two right now in that in this bracket at the moment. And then uh, uh, Jason had 18. And then there was Heather. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Heather. You know, I'm not trying to rag on you or be mean, but... You had a 10 in my my bracket. It's better than mine. It was just by one because we scored round two with oh, two, two points. points each, yeah. So she only had one better. Uh, that means you only got five picks right. And we'll, we we did, obviously, round. we just did our round three picks. We'll score those up, but we'll announce them next week. Of course, you guys can score them on your own, but 
Sure. You don't yeah, know what you the know. other people got, so. No, but you know what you know you got, so. Uh, yeah, it was uh, that was quite the showing. I was surprised at a lot of these, and I thought, man, when I was scoring Ian's, I thought Ian was like rocking and rolling, and uh, Erica was too. They knew what they were doing. It's still anyone's game, really. Um, on my bracket, you know, Erica and Alex are really neck and neck. Dude's up there. Um, Maggie's up there. So it's really anyone's game because as we go further here, more and more worth points, more and more points. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, it next, really is. The next round, they'll be worth three each. Heather could win she could. everything after this. Definitely could. <laughs> He's shaking his head now. <laughs> I just don't think we're of the same mindset on these movies. That's fine. I mean, when you have The Conjuring going to like the third round, it's just not going to work for you. Jason had a lot of horror stuff, too. Yeah, Jason. That surprises me. Uh, Mr. Steffes, I didn't know, I didn't know you uh, liked the horror stuff. You know? Did you? Um, no. Well, yeah, I, I guess I did. But again, people, you got to pick our brackets. Right. We're all that matter. Yeah. We are the golden gods of the snark universe. <laughs> is, that, is that what we are? Well, we got nine minutes. You want to do what's in the box? What's in the box? I like this portion a oh, lot. Man, it's going to take way more than nine minutes, but yeah, that's fine. We'll go. Oh, now it's fine. Well, I like what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box, Jerry? What's I first? don't know. I don't. Ooh, amazing, amazing. Sp- Spider-Man annual number one. Ooh, it's an annual. What year is this from, Jerry? I don't know. 20, let's say 2014. Nope. It's not that old. Uh, 20- September 2018. Oh, wow. No, it's not very old at all. These are pretty new. So we got a cool, amazing Spider-Man, black suit and all. Yeah, black suit. I love black suit Spider-Man. Is that black Which suit we're going Spider-Man? to see. Yeah. We're going to see a black suit Spider-Man coming up in uh, in uh, Far From Home. Oh, well, that's uh, it's yeah, it's not really the black like suit a, no. stealth suit. Oh, it is. That's what it is, right? Yeah. But that's, this is this looks like a um, a Venom inspired yeah, suit. It is, I think, a symbiote suit. S- symbiote. Symbiote. I thought it was symbiote. Well, in either case. Next, um, that next looks pretty one? sweet. Next one, we got another Star Wars number fifty-four. Ooh, with Leia. A lot of Leia covers. There is a lot of Leia covers. She's a big. Uh, she's a big character in this, and I believe that's the Darth Vader. Maybe. Mm, probably. It's looks a like Sith. Lightsaber. A Sith lightsaber. It's red. It's definitely Darth Vader's. Yeah. Well, he has a red lightsaber, so it's definitely. His. Well, right, but so did like a lot of Maul. them. Yeah. And Kylo Ren. Oh yeah, that's true. Uh, but Kyle, they like all have. But it. this is a young Leia. It is and correct. So she probably hasn't had Kylo yet. No, I don't think she's birthed anyone yet. Um, spoilers. Any <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one's just for you, Gerald. Supergirl, Batman, Ooh. number fifty-five with Nightwing on the cover. He's and so cool. Some mummy zombie type characters. Yeah, I don't know what those guys are. No, I don't know. I'll have to read this. It's a cool cover, though. That's a really neat cover. Yeah, it is. Man, these cover artists. They know what they're doing. They really do. And I bet you they're really expensive. I don't know. Maybe. I think they are more expensive. Like, I think they charge quite a bit of money for Depends covers. how famous they are. Like, if you got Jim Lee to do your cover, you're probably going to pay him. I thought that's what we were going to do, is get, like, a Jim Lee yeah. or a... Well, that's the plan. Or a, you know, a Todd McFarlane. Yeah. I watch him draw all the time. Have you ever watched yeah, his I Instagram do. stuff? 
he posts a lot of videos on Instagram of him drawing, and it's so fun to watch. I'm pretty much obsessed with Jim Lee, though. He's oh, have you ever watched him? He does yeah. a Twitch stream. Uh, he's the best. Yeah, he's really fun to watch. He's got some. There's a great stories with um with Jim Lee. He's I think it's an interview on maybe yeah. on Fat Man on Batman. I'm not sure where he, he was interviewed down there. And it was when he was younger, he'd stay in his bedroom and just draw like until his hands bled. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then he'd was... go out for a run, and the whole run he'd just go Miller, burn, Miller, burn, Miller, burn, Miller, oh burn, my gosh. Over and, over again. and then he'd come back the next day and not leave his room ever, never, other than like to go for a run and draw the next day till his hand bled. Whoa! Like as a kid or a teenager, I don't know if he was a teenager or like in his late teens. Or Wasn't there like 20s. a a big um? problem like his dad didn't yeah, like the yeah. fact that he was drawing it Definitely. was it was kind of like it was stereotypical in the way of like he was supposed to be like a medical student or right do, something like that follow the family business he's a, he's a and then he went on to be um founder of image comics one of the founders yeah, of image and comics and now he's the a huge is he uh, the creative director for is it for marvel or dc no dc, DC. he's still a dc okay. guy um anyway yeah uh, old man Logan. Ooh, look at that cover. Number 47. I like that cover. That's kind of like a horror cover though. Looks like, um, a walking dead. Type, yeah, it does. Type cover. It's all like the Logan's all white with black in the background. I'm going to have to red. get caught up on the new old man Logan series. Yeah. Old man Logan was awesome because it was a, like a short run, a one-off. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a one-off comic, but it was a one-off run. That was never. I don't think it was supposed to come back, but I think it just did so well. But it, it was wasn't right away not. when it got re- rebooted. It was a ways later. Yeah, it was a quite a few years after uh, the. It was a, a few years after that one graphic novel came out that they started the actual run. Yeah, and I remember when it around when it had come out, like the first book was out or something. And I went up to the comic book store and I got it and I brought it back and I texted you and I'm like, I yeah. got it. I got Old Man Logan. And I don't know what I was doing. Like, I, I couldn't read or something. And Jerry just texted me back. He's like, that's Wolverine Origins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that. Now. I'm like, oh, like, man. <laughs> like, why did you buy that? I wasn't that? like a huge fan of Wolverine Origins all as, as much. So, All right. We got Amazing Spider-Man number five. Oh, man. Cool. These covers cover. are so cool. Uh, we got a sweet Daredevil 608 with Daredevil punching Matt Murdock. Who is uh who's the writer on that Soul. one? Oh, okay. Charles That's Soul. Still the Charles Soul run. Okay. Um next. Hmm. This one's intriguing. What is that? It's a cap. Big, it's a big one. That's the back cover. They're all the same. All the marble. Oh, it is a big Oh, there's more than one. Yeah. There's a bunch. We this is gonna go on for a little bit. That's crazy. Old Man Logan number one, the f- annual number one. With the Punisher, with the old 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 Punisher. man Punisher, yeah, really old yeah. man Punisher, and a Hulk baby. That's oh, pretty cool. Little Hulk baby. Bonus: a tale from the Punisher's Wastelands Journal. Cool. That's cool. Uh, we got a Deadpool number four. Number four, huh? That's pretty. Who started cool. that run? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Scotty Young is the um, writer, but. Um, we got Star Wars number fifty-three. Oh. Eh, I'm not crazy about that cover. No, neither am I. That's a uh, Kieran, Kieran, Kieran Gillen. Kieran Gillen, yeah. 
He's good. Who's the Who's the pilot there? Who is that? It looks like Han Solo. It does it? look like Han in an X-wing like suit. I'm really not sure. Um, we got The Walking Dead number 183. Oh, you're not a big Walking Dead guy. <laughs> just so. not. I'm sorry. Uh, it, Batman number 54. Oh, now look at that. Batman, Robin, Nightwing, Tom King. That's how you make a cover. We got just another one here, a single bag. This Tom King uh, run of Batman's very good. I don't know why it took me so long to start reading it, but he's, it turns out he knows how to write a book. Yeah. Daredevil annual number one. Ooh, that's cool too. That's a cool cover. It looks like we got a Misty Knight maybe. Is that, that's what I was going to ask us. Yeah, because she's got that bionic yeah, arm. Misty Knight. Yeah. Cool looking cover there. All we right. saw her arm uh, at uh, C2E2. Yeah, we did. We saw her real arm. Yeah. She's a real person. Yep. No, they, we saw they have um, they had a display because they're auctioning off the Marvel TV, uh, the Marvel Netflix TV show props. So they got mm-hmm. it. They had Daredevil's suit and clubs. They had his uh, cane and his glasses. They had Iron Fist's mask. They had the Luke Cage's outfit, and they yeah. had Misty Knight's arm. And the uh, Murdoch. Um, oh yeah, and Nelson the, and Murdoch. Nelson and Murdoch like plaque. Yeah. For their office. Which is cool. I would like to that. Have would that would be the coolest thing. I think so, too. I mean, I would I would love to have the Daredevil suit because it looks like it was something that could fit me. Because <laughs> yeah. apparently, apparently he's small. He's Yeah, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> uh, Charlie um, Cox. Charlie Cox. Apparently he is a tiny man. Yeah, he's not very big. No. And that suit could easily have fit me. Yeah. I think. I honestly think it might have been tight because I've got a bit of a belly now. The Luke Cage outfit didn't look very big either. Not big enough for that large man. Yeah. Um, Actors are always smaller than they look on TV. Yeah. It's like a mirror. It's like your rear view mirror. <laughs> you know, objects are closer than they yeah. may appear. Side mirror. Yeah. Yeah. The passenger side. Um, Old Man <laughs> Logan, number 46. That, sticking with the, those covers. I kind of like them. I yeah. Like, I like them I a like lot. I like covers like that. I, I like that kind of art style. Very I don't simple. know. What would you call that? Uh, it's like a grunge. Kind of like grunge, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's Grungy. black and red and white. Yeah, I like it. The inside art doesn't look the same, obviously, because it's a different artist, but still looks good. We have an Amazing Spider-Man number four. That's a weird one. Yeah, is that a Sentinel? Or There's what some is that? weird things going on there. Who knows? Otley, we got we got uh, Ryan, oh, Otley Ryan Otley on this book. We saw him. Yes, we did. There were so many we people. Also follow him on. Instagram, he is the penciler on this book. Insta, as the kids say. Yeah. You know, you kids. We got a Daredevil 607. Ooh, that's a cool cover. That's like a, that's like an old uh, um, Ron Howard look. (laughs) So it's got him in in the reflection of his glasses is Daredevil's face, which is cool. Me and Jerry wrote a little comic book called Fourth Reich. Yeah, and, and we did we that. Ha- we did that before this book. Yeah, way before this book. And um, we had a kind of a battle with the art, not a battle with the artist, but he could not understand what we were saying. Because we were trying to get him to draw the, like, the reflection <laughs> of an entire devastated city <laughs> oh, yeah, we in were, the sunglasses. <laughs> I forgot about and that. And it wasn't until after we got the art back, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's stupid. That was you, dumb. Oh, you can't put 10 different crumbling buildings in, his, in the like reflection a, of his in glasses. Like a, <laughs> 
<laughs> half an inch round sunglass. Also reflection. sitting in a car, driving the car, like everything else around him. Yeah, that was that's really silly. It's it's hard to do that though. Like to think about what somebody has to draw. Um, it's so easy to write on a piece of paper. You see a close up of his face, and in the reflection of his sunglasses is the crumbling world in front of him. And you can see it in your head. Yeah, of course you the can. The way you want it, you know? But it, you wouldn't even be able to do that in a movie. I mean, it's like yeah, an be, impossible thing to do. Yeah, it would be. And I remember there was like another uh, panel that we had written in the beginning where he was walking down the street and there was like a billboard in the background and all this stuff. And I remember him writing us back and saying like, you need to have like a clear focal point because I can't put all of this stuff in the exact same panel. This is back it's, in the day before we knew what we were we doing. We were dumb kids. Before we were comic book professionals. Yeah, now we've got it down so well that Speaking it's of comic basically books, done. Uh, our comic book. Yeah. I found a pretty amazing artist today. Wow, did you? I, I was looking at all of his sequential art. I don't remember his name. I should got it. But um, his sequentials were cool. His His covers were really cool just yeah incredible i I feel like we could do uh, a lot of stuff with that guy um and i I contacted him i saw you had comments asked if he did sequential uh work for hire and Mm -hmm. he of course does because why wouldn't you yeah i don't know what he charges but we'll find out yeah we'll find out i'm going to i told him i'm like well we're gonna be contacting you yeah because he's he's very good he had um he was drawing a hellboy sketch um and it looked amazing and then when you go to his uh, website, though, he had said his sequential art is different than what his covers are, very which different. it is very different, but it's still so good. That's one thing you got to wa- like, wow. watch with artists because they'll spend like a long time like drawing a portrait of something that's like amazing. It's like the best drawing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. But that's a completely different thing than drawing sequential It's a different artwork. style of, of drawing. Different. And that's why you have cover you, artists right. and sequential artists because... There are people that don't want uh, to take all of the time on one picture. They want to be able to draw this sequential stuff. And then you've got the people that don't want to have to draw uh, like 20 different things or have to draw cars and people and all this stuff. They want to just hone in on one thing and draw the cover. Well, it's a completely different thing to draw a really cool portrait of character, even a scene or cover, for example. And like make it look amazing, but the difference is in the sequential in the pages you have to not only it's not about drawing only it's also about telling story, the story yeah. visually. Yep, they're completely different skill sets. Yes, so a lot of artists can draw an amazing single page. Yeah, or an amazing cover or an amazing sketch of an of a character, but they can't tell the story. But it's complete. Yeah, you could, and I think that you'll notice that a lot. Like some of the best visual storytelling is not great artwork yeah on some like different older books and stuff like oh that. yeah for sure and then you get a book that has this beautiful cover or beautiful um splash pages for yeah. example but they're, it's hard to follow the story because it just it just doesn't work right it so. doesn't work but yeah that's that's cool i would really i really do want to talk to that guy and see what we can uh see what we can i didn't really out. spend a lot i didn't get the time to look through his sequential stuff on his website. Oh, I was, uh, it was, it's really good. I liked everything about it. I think there's styles in there. He, he has multiple different styles on how he drew people really good at drawing people. Um, and, uh, I think there's a few of them that I would go with 
for Jetpack Samurai. Which it's, is based on a lot of the artists we've looked at. Seems to be like it must be the most difficult part because lots of times it can be really cool looking artwork, but the people just don't look right. Yeah. It's, it's hard to get a person to look correct in a scene. Well, especially when you've got them moving around and doing different things. And I think it just it takes just, a lot of time. It does take a lot of time. And it makes me appreciate a lot of these artists that are drawing superheroes and like Batman and stuff all the time. And, and listening to like Jim Lee explain anatomy and, yeah. and Todd McFarlane does the same thing. You have to be good at the human anatomy in order to be able to draw these people because of how they're moving. But it's also McFarlane was explaining the other day I was watching that he said, uh, you can't have a person just, um, in any, scene no matter what panel you're drawing you can't have a person just standing normal he's like it doesn't it does nothing for you visually he said it looks boring and it would be a bad drawing if they're just standing normal he said everything is like tight he's like their hands are positioned a certain way so that they're you know you can see all of the fingers spread and their arms are up so that you can see like how their chest is pulled out and uh, the muscles in their arms. He's like, but they have to be standing that way every single frame in order to make it interesting to you. Because otherwise it's a very boring story looking at people standing normal. Right. He said, cause if you just take pictures of people having a conversation and they stand normal, you would not care about what they're talking about. Right. And it made, it made a really good point. Like that's why all of these superheroes and people that you see are like so well defined and so, um, animated. It just, it made a really good point to me once he said that. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've heard some like top level artists say that when they're working on a book, like maybe it's a really big project for them. They will even have like figurines that they pose. Yeah. Oh, I could definitely see him doing that. That makes a lot of sense to do that. And you're thinking like, well, even a guy that's been an artist forever and is the top of his craft. He, he might still pose, you know, yeah. whatever those dolls are that they use for like sculpting or whatever yep. or things like that. And it makes you think like it is not easy. No. To make it look right. Because you've got to have everything difficult. symmetrical and in line and you got to think and, about and perspective. like, yeah, the perspective of things and how, uh, like if part of your body is covering another part of your body, where that ends up right you know like so if an arm is coming down but it's covered by half your body you still have to have it in the right angle and the right position to end up on the body in the right point otherwise it'll look off just in the picture one little thing and well, your eyes are so good at detecting yep. it, that, that one little thing being off because it's not natural page if it doesn't yes, look it's natural, natural it's not right and i saw a drawing of a guy shooting uh he was like looking down at you shooting a gun and the bullet was coming out of the gun and the bullet was off just a fraction. It just wasn't at the right angle from the gun and it threw off the whole drawing. I don't care how well you drew that person. I don't care how well that gun looked. The bullet was off. That's all I could notice. And I was like, "Ugh, come on, man. Yeah. You had to have seen that, you know, but, but he didn't. And but we're not going to be that critical. No, I'm just saying, but it's, to... it catches it, it that it one thing, just that yeah. little angle that most people would never think of. That angle was wrong and you could tell, and it made the drawing different because of it, you know, and that's the stuff that they have to think about that. I certainly do not have to <laughs> right. when I'm writing about it. When you're so. writing a post-apocalyptic world in the reflection of <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> that's so funny that we did that. 
it's it just shows you hey i just thought we could take those pages from our first book and they could be patreon extras absolutely i think you guys would really enjoy them because i think it's a good story a huge learning experience for us and then i thought about it more like we're i haven't you know we're working really hard i mean not that hard but we're really trying to write this script we're doing this podcast but we have a perfectly good script just sitting on the shelf why aren't we trying to find an artist for that um there's yeah, no I don't reason. Know. There really isn't. I think it's more of you just attacking me and saying, like, I don't like your original story. Well, I mean, to be fair, and we wrote the story it down. together. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know why we've never done that. Um, I think we got scared because it is such a broad story, and it's a big... But I'm less scared now that... I am too. Because I know that we don't need to do that. We can make four issues and we can just wrap up whatever we need to do. Right. And we don't. And how about let's just concentrate and worry about getting one issue out rather than the next 10 or any others really other than one. Because like Robert Kirkman said, why are you worried about writing issue two when you haven't even put out issue one? I'd like to go back over that script now that I, I do honestly feel like we know a lot more now. Yeah. I would say though. Um, we have to take the reflection out of those glasses. Yeah, that. But no, what I would say is that we need to concentrate on one thing before Definitely. we get into it. No, I mean, for sure. So um, you wrote a lot recently. We don't have that Two. many pages left. No, there isn't very many at all. We just need to... It's probably only like six or seven pages go left. Go through them with a fine tooth comb. Yeah, there's a lot of rewriting that we'll have to go through and do. Which is but. fine. I think that part's just as fun. It's easier. I think. Oh yeah, you've got it all carved out. You just have to kind of tweak it a bit, right? So, I, and I don't think I don't think uh, Fourth Reich, our original story, was was bad. I don't think our writing was easier bad. to write. I haven't went I back. Felt like we had an easier time writing that than I, we're having on this one. I agree, but we were also in a different part of life. Yeah, you know, um, that though definitely felt like I was it definitely in a different part easier. of it. Was I, not that this doesn't, but it, it definitely felt like you could sit down. I don't, maybe we just had more time or something. I don't know. Maybe, but I also, I don't know. I think maybe we just knew where it was going. Right. This one. Well, it's all outlined, though. I mean, we know exactly where it's going. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I it's guess literally I know. like outlined every page what you have to write, but it's somehow it's hard to do. I just meant as a story, like a broader story to begin with. I think, you know what I think it is, though? actually is that we would meet remember we would meet yeah. and outline things together we would outline we each would, page and then we'd give each other pages and then go back and write them and then yeah. we'd come back and talk about those pages see instead of doing do a that. podcast we were meeting and doing that yes now exactly. we're meeting and doing a podcast and we're not even really talking about it we're just right. writing whatever on our own yep and we had not that there's anything wrong with that. It just was easier to do when we had it broke down because we were we'd go meet on a page, we'd have an outline for that page, and then we'd outline each panel. Really, yeah, we would. We'd break it down panel by panel on what we wanted to have happen, and then all we had to do really was fill in the dialogue, and that's what we did. We'd go back and write it out, and then come back and have we'd have our three or four pages that we said we would write done, and we'd talk about it, and then go on to the next set. Yeah, and um. I think that worked really well. Yeah. And we could still do that, but I don't think we necessarily need to do that with this one because we've no. already got it hashed out. 
and you, you know, you did the outline for it so we can just sit down and do it. But like I said, I think we're in a different part of life because I also worked a swing shift and had an afternoon shift where if there was nothing around, I would take my computer and write. Apparently it's frowned upon to take your computer, your personal computer to work and ignore all responsibility and just write. So I haven't done that. Just have your um, notebook under the table. That's something I do need to do though. And I never really thought about that because the government computer won't let me get on Google drive. Uh, it won't let me open up stuff in Google docs. It doesn't that's matter because one. you wouldn't dare to do that at work anyway. No, I would never do that. But if I wanted to use Google docs because it's a phenomenal platform, I couldn't. Right. It's not allowed. It's blocked. So it makes sense to have a notebook. Although you wouldn't, you wouldn't write in a notebook either on work time, but like on your breaks or lunch breaks and stuff. Yeah, exactly. On my lunch break. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, that's but fun. another thing I was thinking about that, about fourth reg, I know we're probably over on time here, but um, about writing that is, is that it almost felt easier maybe because like we were chewing through so much story. Every page moved the story forward. Yeah. So, and every piece of dialogue moved the exposition forward. Yeah. And we, okay. That's completely different than the one we're writing now where we're writing basically conversations that aren't necessarily critical to the story. They do move the story forward, but in a different way. Yeah. And they're smaller. It's, it's like a, it's like reined in smaller than what this, this other story was. Everybody always told us, they said when we did that and we complained and we asked questions about having this problem with this ongoing story, everybody said, write the small story. It's harder. Yeah. And they, it they, will gear, it will make you a better writer. Yeah. And I, I believe that. And I believe that we were chewing through way too much story because I think that would end up being bad for us in the long well, run. I think ultimately it was because it was easier for us to chew through plot and exposition. Cause we didn't it was know how- to tell to make characters relevant to each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. That was our big issue. And I, I don't think we have that issue anymore. It's just that we need to just figure out how to write that small story, how to write the tougher stuff. But I think we're doing, or you're doing at least a very good job of it. So that's where we're at on the, on the comic book. Like you, what did you say that we've got six pages, seven pages left? So I know, what was the pages you were writing? Was that um, it was six in and the middle. seven or something? Yeah, six, yeah, six, seven, eight or something like that. Or you did up to eight, I think. I did eight, nine, and ten, I think. And then, and I think I've done the last the en- four are done. Yeah, the end fight you did a while ago. Well, quite a, like a month ago or so. We maybe maybe have ten pages left. Oh, I guess I didn't realize it was that much. I thought it was less than that. I can't remember exactly, but we're getting there. Yeah, it'll come along. It's fine. But uh, again, that's what I was going to say is when I was writing fourth Reich, I was on an afternoon shift where when nothing was around, I could just write and I would, that's all I wanted to do to begin with. But like when you were writing during the day, the other day, it just like was easy for you to do. And oh, it, it came so out much better writing at nine thirty, ten o'clock at night is, is not brutal, easy to do. Yeah. So that's what I did in, in the middle of the day, probably about 10 a.m. I got some stuff done in the morning, 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, I'm going to write. I wrote probably till 2. And But, you know, it's hard. It shoots like most of your work day. Yeah, exactly. And I can, it's gone. And I can't really. 
do that, but I mean, I, I, I own my own business, so I can do it, and I'm not going to get in trouble. Yeah. But I can't do that because I'm ignoring things that I need to be doing. Right. You have other obligations that need to be done. But, I mean, I feel like this one is just much more important than anything else in your life <laughs> at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so. that, too. I really honestly do. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be that way. Uh, I just can't. Plus, we have the podcast. Yeah. Which is like a whole other set of The operations. problem is, like, financially, I couldn't just leave my job. And that sucks. You know, that sucks that I'm in that position. <laughs> but uh, so I think I think we're wrapping it up here. Yeah. For uh, Snarf Talk. Uh, well, next week we've got round four. Yeah, round four. Right? Picks. Yeah, round four. Those are scored at what points? Uh, four. Four points. Oh, it goes up one point for each round, huh? Well, no. Round five is worth six points. Oh. And the championship's worth ten points. Yowza. That's a big one. Yeah. You want to get that one right. Some of you did not. I can't but pick we'll Toy find Story out who. 3 because uh, I'm still like <laughs> thinking about that in the back of my head. I'm like, I don't know if I made the right choice there. Well, I don't think you did when you started, when you made this huge argument on why you were going to pick Toy Story 3 and then ended up picking, to- <laughs> then ended up picking Spider-Man. So, yeah. Well, oh, well, you we'll live. find out what happens on the next episode. Yep. Of Snarf Talk with I'm- Chris and Jerry. See we'll ya. see you.